The newly pardoned Michael Flynn has pushed on Twitter a call for Donald Trump to declare martial law because it is preferable to civil war. This website, it's called the We the People Convention, goes over all of the things Abraham Lincoln did. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got, is there an issue, Luke Rukowski? No, 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 no. What are you doing? We got Luke Rukowski, he's chilling here. <laughs> We're not in martial law already. That, that's that's <laughs> I what we I was are. wondering about. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I wasn't saying anything. I was just no. waiting for you uh, to do oh, your yeah? thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. causing trouble. Yeah, I, what, I didn't do nothing. Michael <laughs> Flynn. It's pushing, uh, uh, pushing out these tweets. So we talked a little bit, a little bit about this yesterday. It's the We the People convention where they've gone over all the things that Abraham Lincoln did. Abraham Lincoln did some messed up stuff. So aside from this, we'll go over this. We'll talk about what's going on. Arizona GOP did a very small sample size of duplicate ballots found. Two of the votes out of 100 were from were flipped from Trump. So it's hard to know if you can really extrapolate that up to 2%, but that's significant in a small sample size. So they're saying we need to do more. Donald Trump put out a 46-minute video where he was basically putting out his case to SCOTUS saying, you got to overturn this, give it to me. That doesn't seem like some, I don't, I don't, I don't see that playing out. We also got some statements made by Obama. The squad is mad at him. The left is saying Obama isn't left enough. Hmm. We got some, uh, uh, we got a Staten Island, uh, Staten Island bar owner just basically defied Cuomo and de Blasio, got arrested. People are starting to stand up. You know, when they shut down people's businesses in March with this COVID lockdown, people are like, okay, I'll, I'll play by the rules. People got nothing left to lose anymore. So we're going to talk about all this. And uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's Luke Rakowski of, of We Are Change. He's hanging out. Howdy. I'm the rabble rouser in chief of wearechange.org. I like long walks on the beach. And I think I'm the, I'm the only person that has ever been to uh, the Bilderberg Group and Jeffrey Epstein's island <laughs> yes. and, and talked about it. For some reason, a lot of people go, but coincidentally, they just uh, don't say anything, which is, you know. Just I think weird. you're one of like, there's, a, there's a, a small handful of people outside of the wealthy creepos who's actually been to epstein's island yeah yeah that's me, crazy that you went there. that's me nuts. and jeff berwick the dollar vigilante so uh I, I hate it's i just did what the mainstream media should have been doing the mainstream media was driving around boats and they're you know just you know taking videos of the outside and i'm like why isn't anyone stepping in on the island and seeing what was going on there why was this not investigated and we have to remember jeffrey epstein was an individual that was promoted by the mainstream media mainstream media publications were rewriting puff piece releases by him and they were literally uh promoting him so it's just absolutely insane you're, so cra had to you're a crazy it. guy and you're also yeah. what was it your your alex jones is is adopted son is that what it is uh i, I heard putin <laughs> putin i think is a little bit more accurate yeah you do look like putin of, no, there's really, a lot of yeah. theories out there oddly enough uh I'm, I'm not that big of a theorizer i just like to question different things i like to investigate different things i like to ask questions and uh i've been able to share that through my youtube channel which i've been having a lot of fun through and uh also for the record i've known tim before decade. before I think anyone even knew who Tim was. I think yeah. before anyone even knew what a beanie was. I knew Tim Pool <laughs> wow. for that long. Over cool. a decade started to occupy Wall Just Street. Just about a decade. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean it's been it's been a long time. I remember time. we I went to Occupy and you were sitting with some chick and we were like talking about stuff. And then you were like, I can make a video about what's going on at Occupy. I got fifty thousand subscribers and I was like, Wow, really? Yeah, we wow, crazy. No, so big. Yeah, I remember those days and they were incredible. And I think, I think there, there was something that happened on Occupy Wall Street that really kind of scared the establishment because we saw all people from all different walks of life, leftist, 
uh, right wingers, Republicans, Ron Paul yeah. people, a lot of people who are just uh, you know sick of the big banks, sick of the multinational corporations, sick of the politicians lying to them, not keeping their promises, and then just essentially coming out into this one small little park. And the energy was there. There were celebrities coming down. The and mainstream it was, media refused to cover it. But it was so yeah. easy to get rid of it. All they did was they sprinkled in a little identity politics, and then the whole thing ripped itself apart. Well, I remember you, and I think my first impression was when there was a little <laughs> sub-meeting during one of the Occupy uh, it was, it was General a sh- Assembly. Sh- a shadow group trying was, to take over. Yes, there was a shadow group trying to take <laughs> over. And I remember meeting Tim for the first time. And there was these like communists there who were like, okay, guys, we're going to do sparkly fingers and we're going to make the communist manifesto the main statement <laughs> of Occupy Wall Street. And I'm like, uh-uh, nope. And then and then you were at the same meeting and you're like, nope, not going to happen. And, and you're you like, were, we got to talk about this. And I'm, I'm like, like, yeah. And then and then I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. This guy actually knows communist what's, go, what, what's going on. No, 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 and no, no. It was it was, it was it was essentially the communist manifesto. So so uh, let's well, before we got we got to talk about this. It's going to be fun, and then we'll talk about Michael Flynn. But Ian, of course, is still sitting That's here. Right. We make sure we intro Ian and Lydia, of course. I was also at Occupy, and uh, was it one of those like back where they go to the the ho- the apartment complex and they all sit in a big circle? No, they just went talk. like two blocks away, like an alley. So here's what they said. They were like, initially at Occupy Wall Street, you had, there were some, I remember there were some old people, like probably in their late sixties, sitting in lawn chairs with a big American flag. And they were talking about the banks ripping everybody off, the revolving door politics and a need for change. It was a very populist uprising, people all walks of life. Then these young people started coming in. One of these groups, they were saying the message of Occupy Wall Street needs to be free college and guarantee, uh, guarantee, uh, like they were like uh, smaller class sizes, but free college. And I was like, wait, that, that would mean you'd have to like exponentially expand college buildings it, you, to, to guarantee every it makes no sense. They were they were actually opposing things that were contradictory. And I was like, this is going to make the whole thing fall apart. And then there was that lady who faked the seizure. Remember that? Cecile, I think her I'm name I'm not going to name anybody. I don't uh, want to get sued. But she, you know, yeah, it was a, yeah, there's a whole lot of arguments. And I remember seeing, meeting Tim first for the first time ever there. I'm like, that kid knows what's going on. And I, you He's know. commies. And I was like, <laughs> essentially, that's what they were proposing. Well, it was, it was, it was that there was, it was interesting. There was unity. Early on, there were like conservatives and, and, and socialists being like, we need to stop the overpower, the power from these big banks. And- it was an incredible place where people could actually talk. People could actually debate. People from all different political spectrums came together and they were like, okay, let's, let's actually men. work this out. Short lived, but I think it was, it was incredible because it was the first time ever there was a populist kind of uprising that the mainstream media tried to fully ignore. But because of the internet, because of individuals like you, Lorenzo, the Occupy Media team, and, and, you know, I was there, of course, as well, documenting everything on the ground, people saw something that they weren't getting on the mainstream media that was very interesting to them, that resonated with people. And that's why we had so many different celebrities, so many different philosophers, so many different thinkers stage debates there and conversations that were absolutely rewarding. And, and, but and you, something, know, you know, the yeah. natural consequence of Occupy was, it, at least in part, Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, yep. you had right wing populists, left wing populists, sort of moderate economic populists, nationalist populists, people who just said for the people, by the people, not the elite, the establishment revolving door BS. And so you go from 2011, eventually Occupy got dominated by leftists. But a lot of the regular, uh, there was a lot of regular traditional liberal types, moderate lefty types. They flipped for Trump. So when you had this uprising, sort of this this emergence of these populists, and then it came to political candidates, 
populist Bernie Sanders emerges, populist Donald Trump emerges. Well, guess what? Donald Trump is, he, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of words people use to describe him, but uh, I think tough is probably a good one. You can call him, you can call him stupid, small hand, orange face, or whatever, but the dude is stronger than, than these people on the left. Yeah. And I Bernie think, Sanders yeah. couldn't hang. And so he gets knocked out. Donald Trump ends up winning. Yes. Uh, he has that tough personality that people naturally are kind of attracted to, but he also plays up his anti-establishment more than anyone else. Even though sometimes he has people like John Bolton right next to him. What a stupid. He, which was not a smart move to do, but, but he's able to play up on, uh, you know, his charisma, his personality. And when you truly go to one of his kind of talks, whenever he's doing one of his rallies, it, it's, it's really an event that's kind of awe-stunning. And you really kind of do understand. A lot of people don't understand Donald Trump unless they actually go to one of his rallies, one of his meetings. And you really get to see how he's up there in the moment and, and he's kind a comedian. of plays up to everyone. He's it's funny. Yeah, he's, he's funny. He's legitimately yeah. funny. I think it was Dave Chappelle that was talking about how Donald Trump came up with the term Kung Flu. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not going to curse here, but... Dave Chappelle cursing. He was like, you know, I'm not. Ma- I'm mad at him. He said that not because it's racially insensitive, but that's something I should say, not Donald <laughs> yeah, Trump. Right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, you got you kind of kind of give it up to him in in that way, where he does represent this kind of anti-establishment idea, but it's an idea. But yeah, he's not as smart as Sanders. They weren't they weren't afraid of him like they were of Sanders. Like Donald no, I, Trump put, I, they were. Donald but, Trump put that, what's his name, Bolton in. Now oof. he's threatening to repeal Section 230 completely. That's yeah. crazy. We yeah. got to talk complete about that. Complete insanity. Sure. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, but you know what? I kinda, I'm kind of, i kind of digging it. You know why? Well, if, if the result is either, uh, if like, if 230 got repealed, but he didn't re- reauthorize the NDAA, I would just be laughing the whole time. Now, I'm concerned about our military personnel for sure, but the things they stuff in that bill, the amount of money they waste, the no-bid contracts, Trump's like, I'm not going to sign the NDA unless you repeal 230. I'm like, he's just going to blow it. He's like blowing the whole thing up. Like he won't he, sign the NDA. It's, it's him literally pointing the middle finger to the political establishment and the military-industrial complex. And it's hilarious. I don't know much about the NDAA. I don't. I really don't. But I, I like at a, at a surface level, I would love to not refund it. It seems like a, like so, a Patriot so, Act well, 2.0. It, 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 it funds the military. It, it authorizes the, the expenses towards military. And, and we spend a ridiculous amount of money. I was reading, there was a tweet, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Taibbi tweeted something out saying that when you actually break down the costs, even half of Republicans agree, this is ridiculous. We're spending too much money. And I think the easiest way to put it is we're building roads in Afghanistan and Iraq, or we've been for 20 years, and it's kind of winding down, you know, with Trump. Why are we doing that here? It's a, we're, we're, we're building infrastructure in other countries. It's just, it's 20 years of my life we've been doing this. We need to get tanks from west to east over there. Yeah. Well, I, had, I had to drive down from upstate New York. Holy cow. That looked, uh, some places looked like Iraq down there. I mean, oh, the the, with the roads. Dude. Yeah. And I'm driving a trailer. So this thing's jumping up and down all the time. But the military industrial complex does feed off the American people more than any kind of communist socialist leech out there. You want to talk about corporate welfare? Holy cow! When you look no at the military bid contracts, yeah, no big contracts. How can, like where's the free market? Where's the where's the capitalism when you have Lockheed, Martin, and Boeing literally siphoning whoa, whoa, up? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa! Those companies are run by women, Luke. You're not a sexist, <laughs> are you? And uh, the new LGBTQ friendly mainstream media approved. 
uh, groups. They're going to put rainbow, they're, yeah. they're, like they're going to put rainbow flags on Hellfire missiles. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not even. There, there was a photo of this. Like people were, were pointing it out. Like this is what their plan is. It's, it's a it's a Reaper drone, and they put the symbols on it. Like that makes it okay. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Or Joe Biden's going to have fancy socks. That's what we're going to have with the mainstream media coming up <laughs> in the next four years. Yeah, fancy Joe Biden it. socks. And look how great this person is drone bombing a wedding in Yemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they won't even talk oh, about yeah. that or how, you know, the United States is with Al Qaeda in Yemen. And that's a whole nother different Donald topic Trump of discussion. Donald Trump could run into a burning building to save a box of puppies and they would criticize him for being reckless and endangering. Well, he, sh- he as much as we're critical of him, he is the president. This was extremely reckless. No matter what he does, it's bad. Bur- Donald Trump literally killed American citizens. People don't know this. Yeah. I, I rant as much as I can. I remember you asked, it was you, you asked, was it Charlie Gibbs? Yeah, Obama's spokesperson and one of his top cabinet members, me and Sierra Adamson during the presidential debates when uh, Barack Obama was running against Mitt Romney, went up to him and he, and we asked him a question that no one asked ever. Why did and you kill was, an American and citizen? And that was like, why did you, and, and this is important to understand here, Barack Obama physically signed off on every drone strike, physically made the approval for sending out killer robots to drone bomb innocent people, 90% of which were found out according to The Intercept with the government documents that they were able to find, 90% of which were innocent civilians. So, you know, when you have such an egregious case, especially with the case of a 16-year-old American citizen from Colorado that was assassinated under this deposition matrix. It's not deposition. Depo- yeah, disposition matrix. It, it, you know, they, they make up all these fancy words for it. It's assassination it kill list. Say. Yeah, it's a kill, kill list. list. It's a kill list. That's essentially it is. Barack Obama granted himself the ultimate power of fewer able to assassinate and kill any American citizen anywhere in the world now. at any time under his own decree. No court no judge no yeah. lawyer no legal arguments and he did it and he carried it oh, out now here's what here's where it comes in the ndaa so donald trump tweets out unless they repeal section 230 i'm going to veto the national defense authorization act uh, that's crazy it's really crazy i mean repealing section 230 would destroy the internet no joke like it, it would be the end of independent media right cnn would be laughing all the way to the bank because they got lawyers they can afford it now uh, smaller channels definitely can't independent media definitely can't if, if 230 goes this channel won't exist. YouTube will start banning everybody left and right. YouTube will become Netflix overnight where they sign off on every bit of content and they want it. So a lot of people said this is Trump's big ask, right? He says repeal 230. That way they walk it down to reform. No, 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 no. No, the Democrats, the establishment, the, the, the rhinos, the never Trumpers, they're begging to get rid of 230 because the only challenge they've ever had is when the people were able to communicate with each other and they've been desperately trying to ban people. Give them an excuse. So now going going back to Obama, Obama signed off on something called the indefinite detention provision. It was added to the National Defense Authorization Act, I think in what, 2012? Yes. It allows the government to indefinitely detain anybody, anywhere, for effectively any reason, even American citizens. Obama signed that. So now you have in this country, what, 80 million people, they say, who voted for Biden, assuming that's, you know, the, the, the correct and final number. Many of whom don't know anything about the Democratic Party, don't know what Obama was, don't know what Biden was. And now they're cheering like we did it. We defeated fascism. It was like, yes, the fascists who was pulling our troops out of these countries, who was drawing down our, 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 you know, started no new wars. Great. Now we're going back to the Obama era. Yeah, it just boggles my mind to to see so many people call Donald Trump a fascist. He's a fascist. Meanwhile, where were you during the Obama administration where he legally codified 
assassinating, spying, torturing, killing, executing any American citizen at any time that he wants to. And these are the powers that he gave Donald Trump. And now there's other people telling Donald Trump, hey, use some of these powers. Let's invoke martial law. And uh, it's yep. just, it's just, I think, I think, Directive we're, being, we're, yeah, I think we're being played uh, like a fiddle here. I think it's important to pay attention more than ever. And these issues, especially the Obama administration, we need to revise what happened under Obama because this is Obama 2.0 slash more corporatist of a presidency coming in with Joe Biden. Yep. Joe Biden, who argued that there should be more corporate lobbying inside of the White House, not less. So that's the major disagreement that Obama had with Biden. Biden wanted more so, special interests. But this, this, something interesting is going to happen. In their desperation, the establishment tried to activate as many people as possible to vote. So I'm talking to my friends now, and they're like, you know, I know this guy, he posted a picture of himself voting. You know, he's, he's dropping the mailbox or mail-in ballot. And I was, and he was like, you got to vote for Biden, everybody. And so I, you know, challenged him a bit, like, why? And he's like, you know, Trump is, is undermining our democracy and said all these things. And then I just went through a list of Obama-era, you know, policies where Biden was the, the VP. And he's like, well, I don't know about supporting all that. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention back then. And I was like, so will you acknowledge you voted in a guy who oversaw his brother and family getting rich? flying his son on Air Force Two to get this equity deal and blowing up kids. And now, but, but here's the point I'm going to make. When you say, where were you when Obama was doing all this? Oh, they were asleep. And you know what? I'm not going to drag them for that. But guess what? If you think I'm going to sit back and, and Joe Biden gets to come in and start blowing up kids again, blowing up, you know, uh, innocent civilians, 90% drone striking. And, and Trump was doing drone, drone strikes too. I criticized him for that. I'm going to, I'm going to hold these people figuratively to the flame. Yeah. I'm going to be like, wow, you supported this. This is great. So, so tell me now, how do yeah. you feel about these kids? Yeah. Trump not only, uh, you know, supported and continued these policies, he also got rid of the provision that made the reporting of them not existent. So we still don't know exactly what Donald right. Trump did because he got rid of that. But uh, one of the videos that I'm most proud of that I did before was during a presidential election where I went up to random people and I read off Obama's policies, but I told them, that they were Mitt Romney's policies. And I'm like, Mitt Romney wants to assassinate American citizens. Mitt Romney <laughs> wants to spy on you. Mitt, Mitt Romney, Romney wants to torture American citizens. And Mitt Romney was and licking all Obama's the people, boots. All of the people that I interviewed, I was like, this is Romney. And then they were like, this is horrible. We got to stop it. We got to fight him. And of course, these are all Barack Obama supporters. And then at the end of the video, I'm like, well, actually, I got to be honest with you. I lied to you. It, these wasn't these weren't the policies of Mitt Romney. These are the policies of the guys you're voting for and supporting. And you but didn't still, know any it, about it's it. just tribalism, man. Yeah. It's, it's all tri party tribal. politics, tribalism, the divide and conquer agenda that's being played so, out that makes people hate each other over these little imaginary gang rules that are just absolutely ridiculous and insane. So let's talk about Michael Flynn. This we the people thing we did bring it up a little bit yesterday. So we'll we'll, we'll sort of segue off this into Trump's call for victory. You know he's calling for Scot he's calling on Scotus to give him the win. Before we do. Man, I didn't even say this. Subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. You may have noticed we changed the cameras a little bit. We did, yeah. Yeah, we're, and we're going to change them a little bit further. We're just kind of making things better and better as we go along. But uh, again, subscribe live Monday through Friday at eight, uh, live Monday through Friday at eight p.m. And again, smash the like button. So check this out. We have this tweet. General Flynn, Flynn uh, said hashtag We the People. He tagged Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Dan Scavino, Lou Dobbs, Mar uh, Maria Bartiromo, Mark Levin, and Law. Who, who's Low Fly? I don't know who Low Fly is. Just, uh, oh, okay, proud wife of an American hero. Hmm. And then it is the press release from the We the People convention. If you didn't see this yesterday, this is a call for Donald Trump to declare martial law to uh, enact a new election. And a lot of people are saying that's, that's crazy. It's unconstitutional. How would he even do this? And what they're saying is Trump needs to have 
a new election, paper only, secure poll watchers and all that stuff. I don't think I don't think it can be done right now. What the We the People Convention are saying is martial law is preferable to civil war. So they're they're basically saying if Trump does nothing, we're going to have civil war or it's extremely likely. Well, if Trump declares martial law and says Joe Biden didn't win, then we're going to have civil war. I just there's no way around that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, my my uh, kind of my solution to fix this problem is to I mean, I don't know why people aren't talking about this. Let's break up the country in two. You like a government? You like Joe Biden? Divorce? Stay, stay on one place? Yeah. I mean, well, what, 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 the cities leave? Yep. Uh, no, the you cities know, represent know. themselves and people who want to be under one government will be under one. I think, I mean, I, I think really we're headed towards a very dangerous situation. And I think the only way to avoid getting it, it being even more uh, worse for everyone is to just simply walk away from it. I think we're at an I mean, I guess time. we saw what John Podesta was suggesting that it would be better for Joe Biden to uh, for the West Coast to secede from the Union. Yes. Than yeah. to allow Donald Definitely. Trump to win. They'd the get presidency. invaded immediately. If a city tried to secede, they'd get invaded by the United States. Any any of those states tried to secede. Oh, they'd absolutely. They'd be occupied in two seconds. And then it would just like there's actually been conservatives calling for that, saying remove the local leadership, the politicians and just put it under like territorial rule. Like re- revoke their statehood and like it's getting crazy out there, man. Yep. Listen, Mike, my, I, I can understand why Michael Flynn is is retweeting. So I, you look, you know, you go, you pull up some of these websites and they're like, Michael Flynn calls for martial law and things like this. It's like, well, they're pushing this this idea that you know we'll, we we can be careful in that. I understand. I completely understand why Michael Flynn would be saying this. They 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 railroaded the guy. They they threatened his family. Plead guilty to this BS charge, or we're going to go after your kid. And then when when Trump got in and said, we're getting rid of this, they were like, no. Nah. Judge Sullivan refused to allow them to drop the case. It makes no sense. And then he was sitting and waiting. You know why Sullivan was waiting and not just saying, fine, we're going to rule on this? Because he was just going to wait it out until Biden gets into office and then say, OK, we're back on track. Flynn, you're going to prison. So Trump issues that pardon. Flynn's livid. And he says, do it. I get it because he went through the corrupt process. And is there going to be justice? Should that shouldn't that judge face some kind of censure or, or impeachment? What about the what about the FBI agents who, who threatened his son and said, we're going to prosecute your son unless you plead guilty? All of them get away with it. So, of course, he's coming out and saying, Trump, shut it down. Yeah, I mean, Michael Flynn definitely didn't have any friends in Washington, D.C. when he was coming into power with Donald Trump. He's one of the few people that actually whistleblowed on the U.S. agency on the U.S. agencies financing uh, jihadis in, in Syria. He's one of the few ones that was Whoa. inside of Obama's administration that released information and said it's because of Barack Obama. It's because of Hillary Clinton. Why we have ISIS in so the Middle was, East. And that, that was retribution. Was, yes, it yes. exactly was. retribution. Wow, There's no other way to, to, to really see it, because when Michael Flynn came out, I was talking about all the you know important information. He, he was, you know, finally confirming because I've been saying for a very long time, especially since there was this kind of, quote, revolution in Syria, this kind of liberation that Hillary Clinton was supporting mm-hmm. of the Syrian people. When that was happening, I said, wait, 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 hold on. Why is Saudi Arabia, Israel, the United States all working on this one side? Why are the rebel groups being financed and armed here? Who are these rebel groups? They were al-Nusra, they were al-Qaeda, and then they became ISIS as well. That was financed. The only person inside of the government that actually confirmed it, that actually spoke out against it, was Michael Flynn. 
Trump, man. when Trump picked him to be a part of his administration, this is this was one of the reasons I was like, there might be some legitimate change here because Michael Flynn is at the helm of national security, of American foreign policy. There's a chance that we finally might revert some of the horrible foreign policy decisions by Hillary Clinton. Then he didn't even get into office because of why. Why? Because of the Espionage Act, an act that the Logan wasn't, Act, uh, yeah, yeah, the Logan Act that wasn't used against you know Anybody, someone ever for, for for how long? Never, never used exactly. And and then the, his charge officially was because Kushner told him to contact Russia, so Russia would vote favorably with Israel. It's not. It's, it's not. That even, was, it's that, not that no, was, no, no, no. Yeah. That's that's not even. That's not even it. There was an excuse. You know, uh, based on the notes that were released throughout this investigation, I think I think it was coming from Durham. I'm not entirely sure. No, I don't think it was Durham. I don't know where these files were released from. It shows that it, it was possibly Joe Biden who suggested the FBI use the Logan Act. The Logan Act basically says that you, as a non-government agent, can't act as though you are representing the U.S. government. It's never been used before because it's a t- it's it was in it was written for a time when there were no telephones. Now a guy shows up and says, "Hey, I'm an ambassador." They call the number and says, "This is an ambassador." He's not. Get out of here. Michael Flynn was the acting national security advisor for Donald Trump. He was coming in. He had a phone call with Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, and he said, "Don't please don't escalate sanctions. You know, let us come in and try and work things out." That was it. That was his job. He was supposed to do that. So they threatened him. That's the Logan Act. Yep. So they, there was an informal meeting where they're like hanging out of the White House, not a legitimate investigation, informal meeting. And they asked him, do you ever talk to Kislyak? And he said, no, no. And they went, got him. He lied. They went to him and said, can, can, uh, confess, plead guilty. Otherwise, we will go after your son. Notes that got released from the FBI showed that the agents were asking, what's our goal here to prosecute or get him fired? Now, why would the FBI just be trying to get a guy fired? This was retribution from Barack Obama. I didn't I didn't know that about yeah. Flynn spilling then, the beans. And then it's very important us out. to understand here how the mainstream media was reporting on this when it was happening. They were like, confirmed Russian collusion. We have an active case. Michael Flynn deserves to go to jail. I mean, what, what did Michael Flynn do? He called the Russian ambassador right before getting into power. While and, he was the acting yeah, national security well, yeah, yeah. advisor. I mean, and like Biden right now is calling up world leaders, talking to him. If you're going to charge Michael Flynn for that crime, you're going to have to charge Joe Biden if we're going by the law, by the definitions of how how you enforce them. So that's something that people really they're need to kind of it. pay attention. Of course they're not. Of course. You know, you have <laughs> Joe Biden literally studying up there talking about, you know, all this whoa, whoa, nonsense. Whoa, whoa. Literal president-elect behind him. Isn't he getting a cat? Joe Biden's getting Undoubtedly. a cat. Undoubtedly. Yeah, he yeah. He's getting a cat. Not a German shepherd. Look, man, Luke, I, I, I respect that you're so passionate about, you know, children being murdered and, and corruption at the highest levels and our patriots like Michael Flynn being falsely targeted and imprisoned. But I think I need to point out Joe Biden was playing with a dog. You know, hear that? <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got mean, a German shepherd. Cute socks. Yeah, yeah. That's so so dogs are so great, aren't they? Yeah, Don't talk about Joe Biden. Nobody stuff. wants to hear yeah, this. No, 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 no. Yeah. Go, to, go to sleep, I, everybody. I appreciate your love Here's for American humanity. Here's American gladiators. And that you care about people and want to protect people. But Biden is getting a cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what's more important here. My fa- one of my favorite uh, like lines from uh, 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 who uh, I'm forgetting his name. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Here's wow. American Gladiators. What is it? Here's 47 channels of it. Yeah. Here's uh, you know, distract yourself, America. Uh, yep. Go back. No, no. George Carlin also said, "Go back, go back to, to sleep, sleep, America," mm-hmm. because the only way you could have the American dream is is if to be you're asleep. asleep. Yeah, Bill but, Hicks said, yeah. "Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control again." Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Amazing comedians that have that's, really that the way. that line sums up everything that's happening. 
I didn't know that about Flynn. Yeah. He's legit. So there's no... Well, wow, dude. Well, he's, he's, he's a weird character because he also has a very strong kind of war policy towards Iran. Yeah. But when it came yep. to being inside of the Obama administration, he's one of the few people that actually spoke out against some of the very wrongdoings that Obama was uh, committing when he was working for Obama. I actually talked... Uh, to you know, General Wesley Clark about you know very these very kind of similar issues, and it's absolutely mind-boggling to see how everything operates. General Wesley Clark was one of the few people inside of the government that came out on Democracy Now and talked about this U.S. plan for larger war. Right. Uh, the, what, what do you name like with, seven countries? With seven countries and U.S. Policy, Libya, Syria. Yeah, U.S. foreign policy was literally Iran, going Cuba, along with there? it. I talked to U.S. General Wesley Clark. I was like, you know, thank you so much for warning us about, you know, this coming. There was, you know, something that didn't always, you know, you weren't a true fortune teller, but most of what you said is coming true. How did you know what's going on? Are you scared that you whistleblowed and, and talked about this plan for all these wars? He, he looked like he just saw a ghost. He turned white and he was like, uh, and then he walked away and ran away and didn't, <laughs> didn't say anything. And it was just another awkward, we are changed kind of interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of them. ambush uh, ambush questions, yes, but they're yes. they're trying to put central banks in all these countries. Yeah. Like, Libya. is that what they're doing? That, that's why they went into Afghanistan. Yeah, but Iraq. that's a different they, theory out there. Well, now there's central yeah. banks in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, Iran doesn't have one. Syria didn't have one. Really? Doesn't have one. Iran doesn't have one. Libya didn't. Now it does. Yeah. Uh, no, Iran doesn't have one. So Cuba one, one, doesn't have one. North Korea doesn't have one. If if one of the biggest uh, uh, one of the talking points coming up now is that everything Trump is doing with like the DOD and stuff is is an attempt to ramp up going against iran yeah i mean uh start a war before he leaves or something yeah the israeli military there's scuttlebutt that they're preparing for the u.s to you know start a war with iran but again it's just scuttlebutt nothing has been officially confirmed we have seen very aggressive moves by donald trump against iran that there's some people theorizing that donald trump may start a conflict with them to uh, stay in power to stay in power yeah. and all that i don't think that's true i hope it's not true but again i haven't seen it uh certified with any legitimate information backing that just a lot of speculation and theories but we don't have to speculate we don't have to theorize what's going to happen with joe biden all you have to see is his whole career in yep. politics but also years. his actions as vice president under barack obama who made very telling statements today that are absolutely mind-blowing i mean there's another madeline albright it was worth it hundreds of thousands of children died similar statement by barack obama about this kind of assassination program that he had which is let me, very let me, important let me, to let talk me, about let me pull this up so i got this tweet from luke at Luke, we are change. Just a video of Obama explaining how he had to stop himself from killing innocent children. This is from CBS. It's an interview with Stephen Colbert. It happened recently, right? It was a couple days ago. Yes. Here's the best thing. So seeing this and seeing this interview, I thought, wow, there must have been a ton of journalists who wrote this up like, look at what's going on. Uh-huh. But Joe Biden is Obama 2.0. He's appointing a lot of the same people. It is going to be a disaster. So I Googled it. And you know what I found? I Googled CBS drone Obama. The rap. UFO? Yes, Barack Obama knows the UFO answer, but he can't tell you. <laughs> Obama compares Trump to dictator. Okay. Uh, yes. There you uh, go. It's absolutely ridiculous. But just to tell you what uh, Barack Obama said, his exact quote was, the problem with the drone program was not that it caused an inordinate amount of civilian casualties. <laughs> Although even one civilian casualty is tragic, but the drone probably had less collateral damage. And then he went on and talked about how he was using this and how there was a problem of how he saw it as not even war and how he was deploying it very casually without even thinking about it and how he needed to set up 
particular measures to stop himself from sending out drone strikes all over the world. We have to understand, seven countries were attacked under the uh, Barack Obama administration. Somalia was also one of those heavily hit. Secret war going on in Somalia now, apparently. CIA agent died a terror attack. Well, I was in Somalia, and uh, I'll tell you what's happening there is absolutely mind-boggling. I was able to talk to victims of botched U.S. raids where innocent farmers were pretty much assassinated because of bad intel and bad information. Now, uh, the the Somalia conflict, I mean, we could do a full two hours just about that that issue particularly, but I just ended up there randomly because Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante, he's like an anarchist. He, He keeps saying that... Uh, everyone keeps accusing him of, of not being a real anarchist. And if he is a real anarchist, he should go to Somalia. So he did. So he's like, I'm going to go to Somalia. And he was like, you want to come? I'm like, yep. We went to Somalia and it was a surreal experience. And uh, surprise, surprise, it wasn't that there was a lack of government. The problem was that was that there was too many governments inside Fighting Somalia vying for power. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Middle Eastern countries were involved. Turkey was involved. Qatar was involved. Africom was involved. Wow. The United States was involved, and they were all sending in and shipping in weapons, munitions. And then soldiers that were hired that were supposedly the good guys were started selling them for food because they didn't have food. Oh, man. So it's a total mismanagement and a total conundrum of just absolutely what the hell is going on when you go to Somalia, when you talk to some of these individuals. They are resilient. They are amazing human beings. I was able to like talk to people who were severely affected by major terrorist attacks by al-Nusra by major attacks by the US military that killed their family members and it's it's something else when you really go to these countries and you see the full effects of American foreign policy and you stare a farmer in the eye as he tells you and shows you all the family members that your tax dollars financed that executed them so 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 let's talk about this I, in 2016 we'll talk about uh, the question is should Donald Trump get another 4 years and so he, he uh, so Trump uh, we, got, we have this article. Let's just jump to the article, and then I'll, I'll get to my point. Quote, it is statistically impossible that I lost. White House releases 46-minute address address by Trump complaining that he lost the election and pleading with the Supreme Court to overturn Biden's victory. They say the president posted a 46-minute video. He complained about voting machines and ballots that came in election night, predicted what he was saying will be demeaned and disparaged said he didn't want a revote, but wanted to overturn the election immediately. He called the election a total catastrophe. Trump said it may be the most important speech I've ever made. In 2016, coming off of the Obama administration, man, I was just so like, I don't even care. This is, you know, this stuff is going to keep happening. It was Bush. Now it's Obama. What is it going to be? Hillary, Trump, whatever. They said Hillary was going to win. I didn't care. I'm not going to vote because I didn't see Trump as being particularly better. When Trump got in, for the first about two and a half years or more, I mean, he was upping drone strikes. There were commando raids in Yemen. There were civilians dying. And I was like, here we go again. 59 missile strikes into, into Syria. But something started to change later on. He fires John Bolton. He starts saying, the American people don't like this. We're going to get our troops out of Syria. We learned that there were officials, U.S. federal officials who lied to the American people and Donald Trump to keep our soldiers in Syria. That's insane. Donald Trump was elected. To, to end the forever wars, partly. He didn't do a good job initially. He started to improve. So I decided, you know, I'm going to vote for the guy now. The question is, knowing what we're going to get with Joe Biden, we'll, we'll, we'll first talk about should Trump get another four years? 
Then we'll talk about the fraud accusations, the things he brought up, and, and, and your thoughts, Luke. Well, you brought up a very good point, especially with what Donald Trump was promising, because when he was running to be president of the United States, one of the main ways he galvanized so many people is by saying he's anti-war. He wants to bring the troops home. Everyone rallied behind that. Everyone was excited about that. It, was, it, was, it wasn't just hope and change, but we also have to understand Barack Obama campaigned on those same things, promising Bring back the troops. Stop the spying. Stop the torture. George W. Bush, same thing. Promised to be a non-interventionist. And look at him, starting the Iraq war. Uh, so w with everything that's kind of moving forward, it really makes you wonder, is the U.S. president that, that powerful? I know it's a very kind of symbolic kind of gesture, but when we look at everything kind of moving forward, we're definitely putting ourselves in a very peculiar situation that's not an easy one to figure out. So how we're going to move forward, it, it's it's really going to be something that uh, I'm, I, I can't figure out. We're going to wait. But do you, do you think Trump did a good job in the past couple of years? Uh, did he do a better job? I, I, I think he definitely did. I, I think I was, I was definitely entertained by, by his rhetoric. Uh, but but I think he he fell short. I think there's still a lot of individuals like Julian Assange that would say that he did a very terrible job. Since many yep. of his policies led Julian Assange, many of his actions led Julian Assange to still be in in you know jail right now, extradited Assange to the United should be States. It's, it's, Assange should be pardoned. Snowden should be pardoned. And I think personally, Ross Ulbricht should be uh, pardoned as yeah, well. The, the so and man. you know, if I was Donald Trump right now, uh, if if I was him, if I was in charge. I would keep all of the promises I made. I would send all the troops home. I would end the war on drugs. But but hold on. But I would still try to do it at least on pen and paper. Right. So then when Joe Biden comes in, he, he has to authorize them. He has to convince the American people saying, no, we need the war on drugs. No, we need uh, Julian Assange. Now. We need the troops in Pakistan. This is, this is why, yeah. you know, Donald Trump. There's a lot of there's a lot of lefties hate the man, and I was I was surprised. I thought one of the one of the possible outcomes of the of the 2020 election would be that progressives would be like, I don't know, I'll take the anti-war guy over Biden. But nope, nope, they came out. They said they wanted Biden because a lot of these people are young and don't know. Like uh, we, we had we had one guy on. He was in you know, a teenager during Occupy Wall Street. He doesn't know anything about this stuff. So what we end up happening, what we're going to end up seeing now, is Joe Biden is going to get in. And he's going to reverse a lot of populist policies that the left probably does like. He's going to go nuts on war. We're counting down the days. I love it. I'm looking at these anti-Trump reply guys who all of a sudden are anti-Biden. I'm like, oh, here you go. You screamed about Trump. Maybe these people are just contrarians. Yeah. Naomi sure. Wolf just realized, oh, there's going to be more lockdowns. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to vote for this. <laughs> Biden uh, threat. And people don't understand. I mean, some people say Biden's not there. He, he, he maybe isn't, but we have to understand he still is a front, front person for the military industrial complex, for the pharma industrial complex, for the prison industrial complex, all big businesses, all the corrupt institutions, all the multinational corporations are being behind him. Joe Biden just says whatever talking points he's assigned to, and he's been doing that his entire career. You look at the issues, whether it's segregation, if it was popular, he said it. Oh, he was for but, it. But nope. not even not even when it was popular, when it was the status quo, when the establishment approved those talking points. So whatever the establishment wants, he is the front person of that. And he didn't even have to promise to bring all the troops home. He didn't have to promise what Barack Obama had to promise, what, what Donald Trump promised. He didn't even have to do that. So that's something that really should should wake people up to what's coming in the next four years, because he's not even promising to be a good guy. He's he's not even doing 
press releases. He's not even doing press conferences. He's not even speaking to the people. Luke, He's just this mystery, weird guy who uh, mumbles. Is Donald Trump the the greatest president of your life, your lifetime? Ah, uh, he's. I I think you have to poli- say yes, man. Politicians. What we're comparing him to other presidents. I gotta say, he is substantially better than every president I've lived through. Politicians are like uh, I'm, I can't curse here. Are, are like buttocks. Uh, <laughs> they're all full full of crap, but some of them have a better diet. Yes, Donald Trump, at least with his rhetoric, at least with some of his nationalistic kind of policies, is a lot better. He was able to shake things up. He was able to rattle things, and and that I will give him credit for. When it comes to Julian. Assange, when it comes to some of his foreign policy, I have very serious questions about. He called himself a patriot and a globalist, and I think his presidency exemplifies that. He said that himself. Yes, he said, I am quasi, I forgot the exact terminology and wording. I could actually look it up here. Uh, but he said, he, he compared himself a globalist and a patriot. Uh, Trump did. Yes. Interesting. Uh, which, which is what he's been. He's kind of been flip-flopping, where he's hanging out with Henry Kissinger one day, and the second day going after China and their trade policies. When you have Kissinger the guy who literally opened up China to the world. If you look at the conundrum that America and the world is facing with China, those have the direct fingerprints of Henry Kissinger, David Trump Rockefeller. Yeah, well, well, fired this larger he, he kind dis- of institution. He dismantled part the, of the advisory board for the Pentagon, which included now, Kissinger. on his way out. I know. And I'm like, come but on. The, so so here's, here's what a lot of people are questioning. Why is Trump making all of these moves, like replacing the Pentagon leadership, Sending uh, his acting secretary of defense says special forces now answers directly to me and bypasses the bureaucracy. Yeah. Then he gets rid of this advisory board. When I when I, someone sent me a message, they were like Trump fired Kissinger. I was like, what? And I looked it up. I started laughing. It was, yeah. I was just yeah, you hilarious. sent me that article. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? What? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the guy's still kicking. The guy's still such, you know, an didn't he like call for person. genocide before or something? Well, when you look at his policies that he was able to establish under Nixon, under the Vietnam War, specifically in Cambodia, specifically in Chile, specifically in third world countries where he was the kind of architect and and engineer of this larger term of an economic hitman. So if you look at John Perkins and the the economic hitman and the revelations that came out of that book, it's Henry Kissinger all over it, uh, the World Bank, the IMF, the same organizations calling for a global reset now, where some of the same institutions that were hand in hand working with Kissinger, working with the United States, working with the CIA intelligence agencies, overthrowing governments, setting policies all around the world. And when you see a lot of the detrimental, horrible things that have happened, whether it's war, whether it's multinational corporations abusing, lying, poisoning, or doing anything, a lot of them point back to directly those kind of individuals that need to be called out. So here's the crazy thing, right? You know, during Occupy Wall Street, you had the left protesting Obama. In 2016, the left didn't show up to protest the RNC. They showed up to protest the DNC. Now, for some reason, they voted for, 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 for Biden, I guess. But what's going to happen now is going to be so weird because I was, I, they were like, Tim Pool's a leftist the whole time, like during Obama and everything. Then Donald Trump's elected. And I'm like, the media is lying about it, but the leftists align themselves to the establishment. So then all of a sudden people start calling me conservative. Now I'm telling you, when I start ragging on Biden, I've been ragging on Biden. My friends, I've ragged on Obama and Biden endlessly for the past decade. Okay. Now they're going to be like, what's going to happen? Who's going to be left? Who's going to be right? Yeah. I mean, what's right wing? It, it doesn't matter wing? anymore. I rag on everyone because <laughs> yeah. I think they all deserve to be ragged on. Uh, anyone in power, I believe in total decentralization. That's my own kind of 
philosophy. But I, I think there's a, a, you know, a statement from Donald Trump that's really going to be poignant here with what you were just saying when he said, Antifa's going to have their way with Joe Biden. They're going to eat him for breakfast. <laughs> well, he, did and he say have, have their way? <laughs> I, I, it's not an exact quote. I'm ad-libbing here. I don't have the exact words. But uh, generally, he said yeah. that Antifa is going to, you know, take down Joe Biden. And I, I, you know, right now we're not seeing a lot of Antifa protesting a lot of the stronger government restrictions and lockdowns. Uh, well, they're pro-lockdown. Yeah, which weirdly, is, which is they're like, you know, we're, we, we stopped fascism. Yay. OK, government. Now what? Oh, you want us to be forced to stay in our homes? Yay. We yeah, defeated yeah. fascism. Yes, we want checkpoints. Yes. You want us to shut down all of the private Stitch and small businesses to help out Walmart and, and Amazon. It's absolutely exactly what's happening. We want to talk right about now. what fascism is. Yeah. But what Benito, Benito, uh, Benito Mussolini, Mussolini said the merger between the corporation and the state for, you know, for their mutual benefit or whatever. Now, what do you got going on? There's a guy in Staten Island who he's not like I'm, I'm watching this guy on tv and i mean no disrespect but he's not a tv guy he's not a public figure how to person he's a regular guy and so he's not giving you that polished politician answer they're like why are you opening your bar and defying these lockdowns and he's just like we got to do something like they're they're destroying us it's like we have nothing left and they pointed something out it's really crazy the staten island story they said this bar where the guy defied the police the police line up and block the entrance these cops are nuts they were like two blocks away Everything's normal. Restaurants, dining, totally normal. What happens is de Blasio just decides this is a red zone and they put on the ground with like, it's like paint or something, a sign saying danger zone or something. It's the creepiest thing. Just segmenting off parts of the city saying your business is done. It's, it's, it feels like mafioso. Like what their goal is. Hey, uh, my name is Bill de Blasio. Cuomo, come over here. We're going to shut down this part of the city so that all the, all the property value collapses. Buy it up. He said he was going to do it. Bill de Blasio said he was going to do it. I have to say, uh, Bill de Blasio really loves to graffiti the streets in New York, of New York yeah, City. He, he, yeah. he seems to really have a knack for that. Uh, and it's just absolutely insane. Like, you won't be able to walk down to another street or another block or another neighborhood. The New York City subway system is still open and operating and in many instances crowded with a large number of individuals. When you see, you know, you know the Como brothers, when you see the politicians, when you see them defying their own kind of rules and decrees like if you want people to take you seriously you should take what policies you're proposing what policies or decrees you're pushing on people you should follow them as well and they're not they're openly Dude. celebrating biden's victory they're openly promoting black lives matter protests because black lives matter protests are essential and way more important than the conholio sickness uh and it's absolutely ridiculous to that's that's see. listen yeah this is why i think we i i you know i used to say like man we're about to go over the edge huh i think we went over the edge a long time ago we were falling for a long time we hit the ground like there's no going back from this for a year now we've seen democrats flaunt their own rules they they, they say oh no we got to do all these things and then they go to the opposite nancy pelosi gets her hair gets her hair done gretchen whitmer Lori lightfoot then they do the lockdown again saying things are getting so bad we got to lock everything down and then newsom goes and parties with a bunch of doctors in a closed room and then he's like that was a mistake then all of these democrats are flying to hawaii for vacation they're laughing in the faces of those, and they're destroying the lives of working class people. And where is Antifa? Nowhere to be found. They were screaming that there was a guy with an orange face, and then as soon as the orange guy leaves, they're like, okay, we're fine with the fascism now, bye. Yeah, CNN goes after people who make memes. 
yep. that are against them and doxes them. Meanwhile, when you see a legitimate threat against the livelihood of individuals, this poor guy, he's trying to make ends meet. He's trying to make a living. He's trying to make sure his employees have a paycheck so they, they could actually eat. They could actually live in one of the most taxed, regulated, controlled cities in all of the United States. And you... After abiding by all the laws, after doing everything you're supposed to do, this guy also had a pretty good idea, I have to say. He declared his business an autonomous <laughs> zone, just yeah. like Chaz. And he yeah. says, well, this is an autonomous zone. Because, again, when, when Chaz first started, this was nothing that was questioned, nothing that was stopped by the authorities, nothing that was uh, you know, brought up as a health hazard of individuals camping together, staying together in close quarters without proper uh, bathroom facilities. No one even talked about that. But you open up a business where you want to make a living for yourself. And this is the first of its case that I saw here in the United States where it actually led to an arrest. Right. This happened recently well, well, in Toronto. Happened in, they happened in Jersey. Uh, where people, here. Well, people, the gym owners. Yes, the gym owners were. There was were, the salon owners arrested. as well. Arrested. Yes, yes. I remember even uh, you know that, that was. I was I was at that gym. I was talking to the main gym owner. of a, a friend was actually uh, grew up grew up with him, uh, and was a was a high school friend of him. And uh, what what happened to them and what happens to individuals? It's it's mainly individuals who are standing up and they're raising their voice about how insane, how unjust, how unscientific, how illogical a lot of this is. And because of that, they get targets on their back and the government sends out police officers who don't question anything, who many times follow decrees. These are not laws. Right, right. There's not even even debates. These are not even laws that are codified. These no, are just, it's just him ordering his Praetorian guard to go abuse the, the peasants. Yeah, not based off science. It, I mean, if you really do care about our personal well-being, you know, maybe we could have a conversation about proper health, proper sleep, proper diet, proper exercise, you know, ma making sure that we're not stressed out. Gun safety training, yeah. mandatory gun ownership, <laughs> I, I univer universal, universal yeah. gun program. So yeah. the government is mandated to give everyone a gun. I like that idea. And From I, the, gun, I, I, the, I, the I, Department I, of Gun <laughs> Services. Dude, diet's huge. Obesity's insane exactly. epidemic. High fructose corn syrups, just insidious the way yes. that they're injecting well, this stuff into well, our population. Let me ask you, though, you're, you're from New York, right? Well, the, the, I moved from New York this year, and I and I moved up to the live free or die state, New Hampshire, right. which has been an incredible let me, experience. Let me ask you: uh, Do the police in New York swear an oath to the Constitution? Um, I'm not sure if they do, but do cops do that. I don't know. Um, there's this duty to serve and protect, but legally, the New York City Police Department argued in court many times that they have no duty to, uh, <laughs> to, to protect, protect you, to help yeah. you, or to do anything to you or for you. And this was exemplified by my friend Joe Lazito that literally took down a mass murderer. There was a mass murderer on the loose. Police officers saw that this mass murderer was on the loose. They were inside of a train car watching as Joe Lazito was being stabbed. Oh, Joe I Lazito watched. Yeah, I, I met Joe Lazito at, you know, through a friend. I became friends with him, and he told me this story. I saw the scars on his head randomly at a bar, yeah, I was and I'm him, like, right? my goodness, like I, I need to share your story. And um, yeah, I mean, he had a butcher knife stabbed in the head, almost lost his life bled out everywhere after taking down the killer. Joe Lazito took down the killer, badly injured police officers only after he was taken down, came out of that subway cart, and then they uh, 
handcuffed you know the criminal yeah. and they waited and they and they even derailed uh the the train from moving because of official protocol which made joe lazito bleed out he woke up in the hospital with mayor uh, i think it was bloomberg at the time congratulating these two officers that stood back as heroes who took down a murderer and they called so, him a victim he sued the city the city argued we had no duty to protect you as you were getting stabbed as we had guns and clubs and could have stopped this man almost killing you we didn't have to so what you're saying is defund the police? Um, <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I mean, the, again, uh, there's other examples we could talk about, uh, such as Chiran, that I personally traveled to, which are these autonomous kind of uh, zones where there are no police, where there are no governments. I think there is well, something... Well, everyone's got guns, security? Well, they live in their own uh, land, 30,000 people in Chiran, where they decide what they're going to do themselves yes it's in michoacan it's in one of the deadliest states of all of mexico that is reporting no deaths after the population rose up with small arms with pitchforks with knives and throughout the cartel the police department and the government that were all working in tandem and now they're living more prosperous than ever. There hasn't been a murder in that town for, I think, seven years now. I did a full documentary traveling down there. 30,000 people. Uh, yes, they're armed. You they know, have their own guns, of course. Here's what people don't get. What's the point of an occupation, a military occupation? You want people to give you something. You want to control the land for some strategic resource, or you want the people to give you a portion of their labor and resources. You want stuff. You want it from them. What happens if they all say No. Then occupation gets you nothing. What can you do if the people won't give you what you want? So it's not even about small arms. It's about just defiance. And at a certain point, you're like, it costs me more trying to get these defiant people to do anything they won't do. These people on the left, they don't realize when they talk about, you know, insurrection and revolution, civil war, whatever. The Second Amendment, that's meaningless because the government has, you know, cruise missiles. And it's like, bro, read your history. I, I'm on laughing in Vietnamese. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tunnels, man. Right. It's about yeah. tunnels. That's what the Vietnamese did. Giant tunnels. It's, it's just about having Vietnam. people say no. Say no. Look, right now, if everybody in Staten Island, nah, what are they going to do? The cops are going to be like, we can't do anything. Yeah. That's it. They have to bring in these cops from outside these areas to enforce this stuff, too, because they, they'd be like their their aunt would come out with a you know rolling pin and be like, what you doing? Get out of here. You know, so they bring in guys from other parts of the city and they move them down and they have them enforce laws that nobody nobody wants. And it's crazy to me that even though you have this guy in Staten Island, he defies this. They're all still doing everything by the appropriate CDC guidelines. They're just not shutting their doors. And then the cops come out. Anyway, let's 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 do this. Let's talk about defund the police because I want to talk about Antifa with you because yep. you brought it up earlier and we have some we have some amazing Antifa stories. I want you to tell the story. But uh, so Barack Obama apparently is no longer left enough. We have the story from The Independent. It's not a slogan. Ilhan Omar fires back at Obama for attacking defund the police campaign. We lose people in hand in the hands of the police, says Minnesota representative. So Obama basically comes out and says, you lost a big audience the minute you say it which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. He's actually right. The former president said in an interview obtained by Axios, the key is deciding, do you want to actually get something done or do you want to feel good among the people you already agree with? Mr. Obama added, 
Ilan Omar tweets, we lose people in the hands of police. It's not a slogan, but a policy demand. And centering the demand for equitable investments and budgets for communities across the country gets us progress and safety. A bunch of other squad members, you know, came out. We got a newly elected uh, 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 Corey Bush saying, with all due respect, Mr. President, let's talk about losing people. We lost Michael Brown Jr. We lost Brianna Taylor. We're losing our loved ones to police violence. It's not a slogan. It's a mandate for keeping our people alive. Defund the police. They don't want uh, they don't want the middle ground. They don't want regular Americans. And I'll tell you, you know who's going to who's in for a rude, a rude awakening? Regular Americans, the ones who voted for Biden, not the ones who voted for Trump. They're going to be forced to see this stuff now. They're going to see the dark winter. You, you know, Joe Biden says we're in for a dark winter. The regular Americans who went out and said Orange Man is bad because CNN said so. They're not going to be happy with their decision because Obama isn't left enough. The squad is saying, you're not left enough. Sorry, we're going to defund the police. What does it mean to defund the police? Oh, they say, no, 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 no. We just mean we'll take some of the money away from the cops. And then what do you actually hear? New York Times op-ed. Yes, we mean abolish the police. It's absolutely nuts. It's funny. In Minnesota, they voted to defund the police. And then crime skyrocketed. People started freaking out. And all of a sudden, these city council members were like, no, 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 go back. Take, we, we, we want to take you back. See, take you back. They're like, we don't want to do it. Well, cops are, are fleeing the city. They don't want to work there. So now this is what you get under a, a Biden. I'll tell you what's going to happen with Biden and with Antifa and all this stuff. Things have kind of calmed down and people are saying, see, now that Biden's won, Antifa's kind of going away. Trump was wrong. Well, it's winter. This is a normal thing that happens in winter. People stop protesting as much. It's getting colder out. The leaves are gone. We'll see how things play out. I think Biden is going to try and throw them enough red meat to keep them satiated. But he really is snubbing these progressives. Bad. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. especially with his appointees for his cabinet. His transition team is filled Near with the worst of the worst swamp monsters that you could ever imagine from the corporate globalist international world of CD investment banks and hedge funds that are essentially robbing this country blind. Many people don't even know that there's massive Federal Reserve bailouts of hedge funds happening right now. Oh, really? That's going to happen on a larger scale under the Obama, uh, sorry, the Biden administration, which is going to be filled with a lot of corporatists. Now, I could see uh, kind of Obama's statements as a kind of strategy that he's trying to deploy, trying to galvanize some people behind Joe Biden, trying to trying to get this middle ground. But I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. There's going to be a very rude awakening to a lot of individuals who are saying, yes, we got out Trump, but who did you replace him with? And it's just like that meme where one person tears down a statue and another statue just pops right back up that you have in your song uh, yep. that I'm thinking about right now. And, and No, but, but Trump wasn't the same. Like It is true. They tear one down, the next pops up. Yes. But Trump would have been better. The economy was was fantastic, and he was I don't agree. policies on China. I feel yeah. like the economy was just tanking this whole time. Only well, during COVID, we have to understand there's a big difference between the economy and the stock market. So just because the stock market's doing good doesn't mean right. that the average American no, is the doing good. No, the, 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 the average American was doing really, really well in 2019. 2019, sure. But I'm talking right. about COVID. right now, but record that, numbers, but stock that, numbers. That's, that's Democrats uh, shutting down the economy. Well, Not Trump. also in, interest, Federal Reserve interest, and debt. That's why the economy is is inflated basically right now so it looks the numbers well, are big but the value of the, the dollar is down the, the stock market makes people yeah the stock good. market's inflated right it makes now. their retirement accounts look good 20 yeah 22 percent of all u.s dollars were printed this year alone and Jeez. Be, yes and there's going to be more printed 
And this so is buy your gold, yeah. hide your wives, hide your kids. <laughs> Look at the cryptocurrencies. Maybe uh, you know I've been talking buy about land. that for a very long time, but that's you know this that's a separate topic. But it's going to be a, a very interesting transition. I understand where you're coming from, and I could see some of the very populist, very the the the, the popular kind of policies by Donald Trump, especially his policies against China, which are going to do a hundred a hundred eighty degree flip right now under Obama uh, under a Biden uh, administration which, of course, is going to be very favorable towards China. And that's going to have tremendous ramifications like it always had ever since Henry Kissinger and David Rockefeller opened up China to the world and made it the manufacturing slave hub of the yeah. world for the benefit of the multinational corporations that are you know, changing out middle-class, blue-collar jobs in America and then just sending them off to China. That kind of same policy that has been abusing the average American, that has destroyed cities like, uh, you know, Detroit, that has destroyed this ability of one family member being able to work for an entire family. You know, it used to be that one person would work in the family and they they were able to make ends meet. Now... Uh, you can't have that. Now the, the the mom and the dad are both working jobs and struggling to make ends meet. Exactly. And, and the kids got to be in school, otherwise they can't work. So then they shut down the schools, forcing the kids in, in, in defiance of the science. Man, I tell you, these, these mayors, these governors... They're trying to destroy people's lives on purpose. Yeah, and there's no science, especially uh, you know in New York City, backing that keeping kids in school is somehow a danger. Where's the logic? Where's the the data? Where are the studies? Where is the logical kind of conclusions coming towards saying, hey, having you know children in school is dangerous? There's I haven't seen any. Uh, there's nothing justifying it, and it's having a huge, huge effect on this poor guy in Staten Island that's essentially getting destroyed, getting put in jail, getting, uh, you know, robbed, and essentially, you know, ransomed because he doesn't want to give away his profits to Walmart and to Amazon. That's his crime. His crime is not bowing down to his new corporate overlords, and people need to understand that as the main principled issue here. He didn't violate any made-up laws and decrees. He just just didn't go along with the establishment program to finance the beast that is the corporate giant in America. The World Economic Forum published a video where they said, in 2030, you will not own anything and you will be happy. And they have they are now saying COVID-19. So they published that. That was a couple of years ago. Now they're saying COVID is, COVID-19 is our chance for a great reset. They're very clearly exploiting a crisis to destroy ownership because they don't want you to be sovereign and autonomous. They don't want you to be the individual who says, I don't need government. They want you dependent on government. They want you begging the government for a stimulus. And it's working. Yeah. So they're going to lock you up because they own you. That's their plan. Last I thought, this was America. Yeah. And once you're dependent on government to survive, the government has more power and control over you. And that's why it should kind of raise eyebrows that we literally have the Gates Foundation, the IMF, the United Nations, the World Bank, the World Economic Forum, and many multinational corporations talking about the Great Reset. At the same time, the New York Times is telling you it's a conspiracy theory. I love it. So as that is happening, you really have to wonder what's going out there. And the only way to really get, you know, this kind of greater understanding is on YouTube where a major battle's, you know, happening and a lot of these messages are just getting squashed out. We were, we were, we were uh, joking around before the show the other day and I said a funny idea for a basic, like a dystopian novel is the government mandates everybody gets heroin, but only the government can produce and distribute it. 
if you act in defiance of the law, they withhold it. So now you're literally going through chemical withdrawal, shaking, begging, saying, please, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And when you finally submit to their demands, they give you the drug. So heroin was just basically, you know, something that would cause a physiological withdrawal symptom in you, something to make you freak out. That's basically, it's, it's, it's an analogy for what they do. They make you dependent upon them. Then once you are, they say, do as we say or else. And people are like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do, I'll do whatever you say. Just please give me the money and give me the food. In cities, you can't grow your own food. What are you going to do? Grow on your roof? You own property? Probably don't own property. So people are dependent upon having this job. You got to get out of these cities, man. You got to get out of these cities. Well, you can't just grow your own food, but you can't also just start a business. It's becoming more and more difficult because of the blue tape, because of the government officials, because of these bureaucrats that are running around and they're literally making sure that small businesses, independent businesses are finding it absolutely impossible to actually get a fair shake at the market. We don't have capitalism right now. We have top-down socialism for the super rich. The super rich are being financed in ways that we couldn't even imagine, especially when you look at the Federal Reserve bailouts that are happening right now, especially if you look at Amazon, Walmart. They don't have to follow any of these ridiculous rules. They're allowed to be open. They flaunt their businesses everywhere. They're promoted. I was talking to a young kid at the grocery store that was bagging the groceries, and and, uh, we, you know, we were just, you know, casually just, you know, talking about, well, you know, you have to do what you got to do. You know, we got to keep everyone safe. And I'm like, well, did you ever wonder why, you know, you can't have Thanksgiving, but you could have Black Friday? And it's like, <laughs> whoa, I never thought about that. I mean, and it's right, absolutely right, ridiculous right. to see these politicians rage a war on family members coming together and eating together as one cohesive family unit. the box store is okay. But I was in New York City for Thanksgiving visiting family. I went out to uh, Best Buy, literally lines down the block, garages filled, individuals standing next to each other, touching the same door, touching the same products, all cuddled in together. And that somehow gets your stamp of approval. That's okay, but gathering with family is is not and i think there's a huge uh, another thing that you were talking about the kind of corporate overlord control of being dependent on government i think another key pillar of that is breaking down the family unit which not a lot of people talk about yeah black lives matter is a part of it as they had previously on their mission statement a a direct disrupt the the, the uh, modern family yes to disrupt the modern family when you have traditional family yeah traditional family when you have a traditional modern family you have have something that is a very strong unit that's not easy to control or dominate or take advantage of. You have individuals that help each other out, that are there for each other, and are strong. They want you like that, uh, like that uh, magazine it's the, cover. It's, it's the Borg. Yeah, they want you sitting alone with that cat, surrounded by oh, Amazon boxes, yes. drinking your sorrows away, disconnected from the world. Meanwhile, you're on. The, you know, the, the internet in this digital little box that you get to kind of lose your identity to. Black and, mirror, dude. Yeah, that's exactly stay what in we're your, living stay in. Stay in your box. Yeah. And that's what they want. And whether this is done because of a grand conspiracy or whether this is done by accident, it's happening and it needs to stop. And we need to have a real conversation about how to prevent it. And I think the family unit, I think culture, I think that's the key elements you, here that we need. We absolutely need to take advantage of. Didn't Donald Trump want to appoint some lady who wanted to, uh, uh, he tried to appoint some lady who wanted to get on the gold standard? 
Yes. And then they did. block. They're like, no, get yeah. out of here. So, yes. So, so with incidences like that, I could totally understand the, the Trump optimism. I had some of it it's not, myself. It's, uh, and I, I think that was an amazing, even though he didn't get it through, it was still a symbolic move that makes people believe that there's something possible, that, that something could change. And I think if Trump, listen, that's important. If Trump was going along with all of these plans, He'd have won. They'd have let. They'd have been like, "We support him." Oh yeah, you know. Well, the mainstream media wouldn't be attacking him for every little thing, whether it's two scoops of ice cream or having toilet paper on his uh, shoe. They wouldn't be attacking him so viciously if if he was. So that's another important remember, element. Remember that we when need he to fired understand. those missiles in Assyria and they were like, "Trump is acting very presidential now." Yes. The, how many know, people? Did, how Williams, many civilians did he kill? Yeah, Brian Williams talked about how beautiful it was to see these missiles fly through the air. I mean, how sick and and uh, of a. This Despotic individual, do you have to be to to be celebrating the war machine and to be in awe of missiles flying to bombs destroy bursting other in air, human man. That's yeah, a national. That's the yeah. national anthem is explosive explosive bombs in the air. That, like, that's what we celebrate as a country. It's crazy. But that's, that's, that, 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 isn't that, isn't that about the revolution? That's when we were yeah. under attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was sure, about us right. defending yeah. ourselves and fighting course, back. Yeah, that's we were when the, the American guys. people went no, 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 against no, 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 a three percent no. tax. Bombs bursting in air, man. When you're talking about people coming here. To, to oppress and suppress and, and attack our they families. Don't, kids don't know that. When, you, when kids sing bombs bursting in air, yes, they're getting I, indoctrinated, dude. No, listen, sure. Then it's your responsibility to make sure they understand defensive versus offensive. Whose responsibility? Every, everyone's. The government? Parents. No, I said the yours. The people that force you, the kids you, to Ian, sing it? You. Tell As the a kid. seven-year-old? No, you tell them now. It is your responsibility to ensure the next generation has a good opportunity for a future. It is, our, it is incumbent upon us, the, the current array of adults to be like kids here's what you need to understand we don't want to celebrate firing tomahawk missiles into a into a foreign country we want to celebrate us standing up against the largest empire in the world saying f you those are our bombs get out of our country because we're a country of people who say leave us alone let us do our thing who would you consider the largest empire in the world now i mean arguably the u.s but china's poised to take over what what China is doing in Africa and South America, oil exploration, the, the 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 property they're buying up, China owns huge swaths of Western land in the United States. They're buying up property all over Brazil. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. And that, Canada as well. I yeah. remember being in Africa and there was a bunch of just Chinese people all over the place. And I'm like, what's going on here? I was in Kenya, Zimbabwe, and Somalia. It's colonization. There was Chinese people in Somalia looking for economic opportunities this, there. Listen. And, and I talked to a lot of local Africans and all of them came up to me. And, and, and the larger sentiment from the vast majority of them is that the Chinese are the new colonizers. Yep. They are here. Well, they're it's, taking it's, over. It's, and they are. So it's literal colonization. In China, the conditions are getting bad. There's a lot of pollution. There's a lot of uh, carbon emissions, smoke. You, you know, the, you have that famous photo where they have the screen that has the sun on it because it's just brown all day with just smog. So people naturally are, are emigrating. And this is modern or some, I guess they call it neocolonialism. It's not like the government says we want to send boats out and take over the world. It's regular people in China saying, I want to find a better life. So they're, they're moving to all these different parts of the world and their culture is, 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 you know, rooting in these places and for the most part it's fine but when when covid breaks out the chinese government sent out a message uh, sent out word to a lot of their citizens buy up ppe and send it back to china and they did so they started extracting our resources from our communities because they were lying to the world health organization lying to us and then when covid hit we didn't have the supplies we need we've been giving them our manufacturing base and you know what it is it's an exploit and it's the fault. It, it, it is. It is a weakness of the American system. 
politicians are in on the take. Professors are in on the take. It is so easy to just say this big corporation is going to going to lobby on my behalf. And they probably got some international connection, but the politicians don't care. They just say, give me the keys of the castle. I want to be rich and famous. I want to have some, my mark in history. I don't care about you, your family or this country. That's why you end up with politicians that literally don't care and would see us enter the Trans-Pacific Partnership. When you take, say, like the greatest empire, I want to hear what you think. I've well, I have a couple of points. I definitely want to add to what you were saying there, Tim, because it is scary that they're buying up industries and taking over. But it's also really scary to see the impact that they have on our modern culture, on our entertainment and our news. When you see the slanted coverage, when you see the manipulations, when you see the World Health Director not even being able to recognize Taiwan, when you see Hollywood movies censor out any kind of criticism, any kind of even hypothetical oh, fight on, with china or or when when a hollywood movie actually draws the south china sea as territory of china in their film remember that exactly and we have to understand china is an expanding empire and one of the reasons they're they're expanding is because geopolitically they are in a poor position this is why they're expanding to the south chinese sea this is why they're using microwave weapons on the indian border right now in disputed Yo. territory because they need to expand their empire because historically they have always been conquered because they are stuck on this one landmass. There is a lot of desert. There isn't a lot of natural water. There isn't a lot of natural farming land. They're literally re-engineering an entire huge section of China to be farmland, turning it from desert. Will it work? Who knows? But they lack a lot of resources. This is why they're doing the Belt and Road Initiative, the, the new Silk Road. This is why they're building military islands. So if there is a potential conflict, they have these trade routes. They're in charge of them. And if you look at major world wars, they have always ha they, they have always L happened listen, with trade routes. This country welded people's doors. The, 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 the Communist yeah. Party, they welded people's doors shut during COVID. And then later on opened them up. And there are the people lying dead on the ground. That's what they were doing. They were they were like there's videos of them dragging people screaming out of their homes. They are an authoritarian communist regime. People can't speak freely. They live under the boot. These people want control of everything. And the question I ask people is in 50 years on the track we are on, China will be the dominant global culture. Would you rather live under a Chinese system or an American system? Well, most people say, of course, American system for all its faults. OK, that means we have to do something right now. Because they're buying up land all over the planet. They're buying up resources. They're stripping us of our resources during pandemics. What do we do? If Joe Follow Biden. Follow the money. Joe Biden becomes president. We know he flew on Air Force Two to China with his son, which is already a huge conflict of interest, negotiating some Chinese private equity deal. Why would Joe Biden go against his business partners? Well, not his personally. As the Wall Street Journal said, there was no role for Joe Biden. But is Joe Biden going to screw over his son? Who has this, this beautiful equity deal out of China? No. Look at, Le was it LeBron James, I think? Is that, is, am I calling out the right guy? Yeah. Who was basically defending China? Yeah. Yes. You look at, was it Steve Kerr? These NBA guys were like, well, I don't know a whole lot about China. I mean, if they want to, you know, uh, put a bunch of Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps, you know, they want to make money. That is the exploit. The NBA says we make so much money in China. It's so big. We're just going to say, you know, whatever. And we're going to agree with their despotic authoritarianism. China right now is operating concentration camps. No joke, no lie, no exaggeration. They're harvesting organs of people. Joe Biden gets in. What does he say? Well, they're not our enemies. No, we're going to work with them. China's great. doing their thing. He's going to get us into the new T. It's it's the new PPP, the new TPP. I forget what it's called. And you are going to see your factories ship over to China faster than you can faster than you can blink. 
Because what Joe Biden's talked about is raising the corporate tax rate. And they use this leftism lie to convince people it's a good idea. Why aren't these corporations? Come on, man. Pay your fair share. Why aren't they paying their fair share? What's their fair share? 39%. So you're a corporation. You got a bunch of employees. And he says, here's what we're going to do. Minimum wage in your, for your company is going to go up by 30%. Also, we're going to raise your corporate tax rate by up 10%, up to 39%. Now these factories are going like, what are we going to We can't make ends meet. And then he's going to go, don't worry. If you make it overseas, you can ship it to the country for free. No tariffs, no taxes, free trade. And they go, okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's move to China. The, 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 there's the cheap labor. No, you don't got to pay for unions. You don't got to pay for health care. These people breathe in smog and they're getting sick. And you ship it all back to the U.S. For, for super, super cheap. Made in China, baby. That's yep. Biden. And you have to realize companies like Apple, Nike, most of the products you buy on Amazon, all made in China. Some accusations, some reports are coming that it's coming from forced laborers, coming from the oh, Uyghur Muslims. It, remember that? <laughs> and there are lobbying efforts by a lot of these multinational corporations to make sure that they could still continue the practice of receiving goods that are made from slaves, that are made from political dissidents, that are made from individuals who, who, who jaywalk. I mean, what's happening right now in China, especially with the social credit score, many globalists, many internationalists, many politicians are, are seeing and they're salivating at the mouth. Many of these practices have already been duplicated here in the United States in democratically heavy cities like New York City, Los Angeles, and we are seeing it being carbon copied in very scary ways where even in New York City, the, the government there is tracking you through your cell phone data to make sure that you quarantine and texting Bro. you if you come out of state. I mean, it's, it, this it, is, listen, this is why Donald Trump has to win. You want, you want to hear it? I got it right here. No, no, no. Lydia just pulled it up. U.S. bans cotton imports from China producer XPCC citing Xinjiang slave labor. The Trump administration expanded economic pressure on China's western region of Xinjiang on Wednesday, banning cotton imports from a powerful Chinese quasi-military organization that it says uses the forced labor of detained Uyghur Muslims. Nightmarish. Yep, and that population is going extinct. They're missing. No one knows exactly you know what, you know, where they you, are. You know what they're doing? Do you know what? You know why they're uh, uh, harvesting well, the organs? Well, well, yeah. Well, they could sell them on the international world market as you, well. And you know who they sell them to? The people who need halal organs. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So very um, wealthy individuals in the Middle East, they say, "I need an organ transplant," and, and it can't come from anybody. So they have the Uyghur Muslims, and China's been doing nightmarish things. I mean, this is re-education camps. Uh, total control Shave grade society. Heads, load, them on, load them up on trains. Yeah. Yeah. Forced I, labor. I, the, the video people, that came out with them in in uh, they had bags over their their head. They were all wearing the same uniform. They were all yeah. kneel, kneeling down. There was a prisoner bunch of transport. They said, "Yeah, I mean that was absolutely horrifying." And I remember being in Hong Kong covering the protest there with Emily. And you felt this huge oppressive state and these people fighting for however, whatever way they could against it becoming there. But things we have to realize, the people of Hong Kong actually fought back at China, inf influencing them and taking control over them. Here in the United States, all the large corporations, all the mainstream media are cheering it on, clapping for yeah, it, when you talk wanting about it, while saying they're a part of the resistance and they're a part of the protest well, movement. I mean, are you freaking it's, it's, kidding it's, it's me? Really, it's really simple. Yeah. There are photos of people in Hong Kong waving Trump flags and yes. American flags, and there are people in this country waving communist flags. Yes. When you like, talk I, 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 real quick, sorry, just yeah. I love the meme where it's like, can we trade? Like all the communists, 
go in China. You want to, you know, bring these people into the party and then we'll take the people in Hong Kong who are like, go Trump, go America. We love freedom. Right. How about that? Yeah. I love the people in Hong Kong. They are absolutely incredible. I have to say like my experiences covering those protests have been absolutely life changing. They know, I mean, the way that they acted, I mean, they even, you know, did stuff that, you know, you know, is, is questionable, but the way they acted, it's so different than Antifa. You know, Antifa, usually if they see a reporter filming, they beat the crap out of him, they arrest him, they try to intimidate him, they scare him, whatever it is. There, they just had a whole bunch of people holding umbrellas, and if they were changing outfits or doing something that was deemed illegal by the Chinese state, they just put up a whole bunch of umbrellas everywhere, and they didn't need to fight everyone because you couldn't take a photo or a video of it. No pushing, no shoving, no anger, uh, you know, and they made sure that journalists who were reporting on them actually got the story. You know, they weren't trying to suppress them. They weren't trying to stop it. They knew that getting their message out was extremely important. I remember walking down during a very tense moment, and they're like, this is press. Make sure he goes to the front line so he sees everything that's happening as literally they were trying to take over the airport <laughs> yeah and and here you would never have that in the united states and the way that they just you know made sure that their optics were good which is what they were doing the way that they were they were fighting is really something that should be somewhat commendable should be something that should be kind of looked up to and and, and replicated as, as something that that is a lot better than what we have right now with antifa cheering on the multinational corporations and beating the crap out of anyone who dares question them When they talk about international relations and cooperation, when they talk about Trump being isolationist or nationalist, what they're really talking about is they want the U.S. to capitulate to China, period. So there's something I reference a lot. It's called Thucydides' Trap. This idea that as a rising economic economic power is about to displace the the current uh, economic power, war breaks out. And so one of the theories is that the U.S. is basically saying it's better to lay down and roll over onto and and expose our bellies to China and just say, just take it. We don't want to go to war because war would be bad for everybody. China says, okay. So the question then is, which world do you want to live in? One where there are concentration camps for the for religious minorities, where they harvest their organs and sell them or or a country like America where we have those problems in the past. But now that that, that would never fly. Yep. Biden, the left will probably cite the, the, the you know, the uh, native reservations. No, no, the detention centers. Biden's even proposed secretary of state literally previously made arguments saying that the United States should not step in the way of a rising China and that it's going to be beneficial economically if China does rise and yeah. we should help and assist yeah, them this as is they rise. Thinking. This is literally some of the talking what? points that are going to be exemplified and done by this Biden administration. When we're Sorry, talking about Ian, go ahead. empire um, and you said the United States and China as the two greatest empires i'm thinking like where's the money coming from because i think you're talking about the bank of international settlements you said the IMF. what do you mean the money like where's china getting their money the federal They're reserve of new york they just, they just the, fake it the united states is getting it printing it fiat from the federal reserve and the, and of new the, york and the, and the chinese communist um, party prints and manipulates their currency so, as well so they they probably i don't know what their central bank is if they i think they do have a central bank which then they all feed through the bank of international settlements in switzerland so the swiss bank i feel like is the real empire and that's why the media is being is using the American military to bankrupt, well, to, to basically enforce the bankruptcy of the United States and the, you know, the disillusionment well, of, and they're giving Chinese people all this 
fiat currency to go buy up land all over the world and probably oligarchs in the yeah, United States. Zero too. interest loans that they're giving to the Chinese people to go up and buy stuff, and they are, and it's unfair for a lot of uh, other people. But yep. I would have to question you on, on that because when you look at the larger geopolitical moves that China has been making, especially with the yuan, especially with propositions for the SDR, especially with major moves against the U.S. petrodollar, you see a lot of significant uh, moves economically that China has already been making. So I do believe we are already in a trade war. I believe I think we're also very close to a currency war. And the next step is potentially eventual Not, war, which I, I think mean, should be prevented at all costs. China no wants what. Taiwan. They've been doing beaching drills. Yeah. The U.S. did there was it called an elephant march or whatever or elephant walk? Well, they, all the bombers were in Guam, you know. Yep, and they then did they had military to, exercises. And, but then they retreated. The U.S. had to retreat because they were like, China has a weapon that could wipe out all of our our our, our, our you know air assets. Yeah, China is literally conducting military drills about their takeover of Taiwan near Taiwan. Yep. <laughs> like, and then the World Health Organization doesn't even want to recognize Taiwan as an official country. Yep. Now that's terrifying because that's the World Health Organization not recognizing a country because the country that partly funds them or has a lot of influence over them just doesn't want them to exist and wants to take them over. And one of the first things I said when Biden was, you know, allegedly the winner is that this is extremely bad news for the people of Taiwan. The oh, people yeah. of Taiwan are in for very oh, rude awakening. Dude, China yeah. is going to storm the beaches of Taiwan and Biden's gonna go, Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. China's got That's the, pe the, pe bidu bidu bidu. the People's Bank of <laughs> China. China's shopping a pressure. It's their federal bank. It's the People's Bank of China. It's not a federal bank. It's their uh, fiat, you know, their central bank. And then that goes through the Bank of International They manipulate their currency so that it's all going the, through the this foreign trade is It's all is going BS. through Swiss Bank, Bank of International Settlements. It's all, it's all extra judiciarily. Like, no government has any oversight over this Bank of International Settlements. And we have to understand, it was global elites. Henry Kissinger literally wrote the China policy that has codified and put us in this exact position. So to have him lobbying and, and supposedly, you know, telling the presidency what to do here is absolutely the wrong thing to do. He's making a lot of statements. He recently came out in an, in an expose talking about how Biden needs to be very light on China. This is, again, the same person tied in with all the multinational corporations, all the inner elites, all the people, I, I have to say it, part of the Bilderberg meeting, that, that come together, that benefit off of this kind of open China, this kind of manufacturing plant, this slave labor plant that makes goods very, very cheap. This major deindustrialization, this major de demanufacturing of the United States, losing these blue collar jobs was the beginning of it, and it's only escalating from here and has yet to be. So they uh, want to they, look, they, they came out and said, the World Economic Forum, the Davos Group, Great reset. It's happening, baby. And it is. And, and, and Democratic governors are doing it. They're defying the Constitution. When the Supreme Court ruled that Cuomo could not shut down religious services, he said— It's irrelevant. Well, that executive order is expired, so we can, do a, we can do a new thing. We can do what we want. And that's what they do. He'll make a new one, take me to court, and he'll keep doing it. The problem is the cops yep. who just say, please, Cuomo, can I lick your boots? That's what they're doing. There have been some sheriffs speaking out against it and yes. haven't been following the policies. Big city cops are different from the sheriffs. Exactly. But there are a lot of individuals that are absolutely just blind and are doing what they're told. And imagine being a police officer and going to a guy's business and putting him in handcuffs because he wants to make a living for his children. Yep. Imagine that karma. Imagine having to go through that. Now, not all police officers are bad, but there needs to be a big reckoning, especially with this larger thing that has been happening all Bro, year long is is china locked down right now 
No, they're doing huge poll parties. Yeah. That the, our economy is being destroyed. Shut down, not locked down. People are more free in Wuhan, China, China right shut now down? than they are in New York City. Are, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Which is which is mind boggling. How are people more free in Wuhan than they are in New York City? Yep. Um, and we have to. Another point that I really wanted to to kind of make here is for people to understand that you know a lot of this is is done voluntarily. A lot of these officers are just saying, yeah, sure, I'm going to take the path of least resistance. I'm going to do what I'm told. That's how it always is, just following orders. And the main reason why there wasn't a lot of support for the police earlier this year was because they were instituting a lot of yep. these ridiculous lockdowns. And then when the protests happening, when the riots happening, there was a factor of individuals saying, I don't care. These are the same officers robbing me blind, taking advantage of me, destroying my livelihood because of a politician's decree. Bro, we're frogs in a pot we're and boiling. boiling the water the water is already boiling and yeah. we're sitting in it and it is you know what i think it is i don't think that if, if i was to say there's a grand conspiracy it's just china trying its best to subvert the u.s and they've been doing it for a long it's time it's the global banking establishment using america and Dude. china against each other no no no, no they're no. both funneling money through china and the united states there governments. are there are the, wealthy the, the, multinational ex- elites that benefit off of those countries yeah, bank of international the, settlements you got to look into it that doesn't explain china's military power and expansion china's not beholden anybody when they go and blow people hey, up and lock people in concentration camps. that communist uno party is crazy any any country that has a single party that's there are a communist regime is you're, is you're I, I remember during occupy wall street or any any during, type during, of government if it's a I'll, single I'll, party I'll, I'll, let me let me let me give you an analogy i was I, during occupy wall street there was a general assembly meeting and everyone was trying to figure out what the real problem that everyone needed to fight was and then also some guy stood up just this old guy like in his 50s super angry and went what is wrong with you people it's fracking fracking is everything and i started laughing like, this guy has no idea what's going on in the world. He thinks fracking, is it? When you talk about the global banking establishment, you're talking about a handful of people who are getting rich off of laughing at those who are fighting each other, not the people controlling it. So you're talking about the Bank of International Settlements. You're talking about people saying, you guys blow each other up as long as I can exchange the money and take a cut. They're not in charge. They're just profiting off of it. Big time. China they're, they're is the, the ones that are loaning power. us the money. China is the rising power that manipulates currency and puts people in concentration camps to sell, sell, uh, sell their these people's organs, and they make our movies and they take our jobs. And what they've been doing is they've been compromising university professors through their thousand. Was it what is it called? The thousand uh, thousand currents. Thousand currents mm-hmm. is I it? So. I think so. No, I, 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 could you, you fact check that? Because yeah, sure. I think the thousand For the currents, professors. I think that's the Black Lives Matter organization. Thousand currents. Oh, I'm thousand sure. talents. Thousand talents. Yeah, there you right. Go. What is it? So there, China is illegally giving grants to professors at U.S. universities all over the place. And Mike Pompeo said earlier this year that China has infiltrated every level of government. So you've got university professors lying, getting U.S. grant money to do research. And then China pays them to share their research with them. I, I, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's borderline treason, but you could call it actual treason if we were actually at war with China. They're 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 not levying war against this country, so I don't know subversion, espionage, whatever. But there is a trade war happening, and it's expanding, and it's only going to get. And way so worse. I tell you what happens if Trump doesn't find a way to win. Joe Biden's he's all he's all he's on board, man. He's going to sell out the American people to 
foreign corporations yep. more than were already been sold out. But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're going to have your your you know triple thick milkshake from McDonald's. We have to repeal as the your, Federal as Reserve your family Act, dis- we, dissolves. We have to start our own. Well, they're US codifying bank. it with these lockdowns. They're codifying it by destroying any power individuals have. When we look at these lockdowns, they're also happening in very democratically, very anti Second Amendment states. And I think it's 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 absolutely ridiculous what's happening. And we have to look at this larger picture of of what they're doing and the larger larger consequences and effects of them and no one's really doing it. I think I think I would not be surprised if under a Joe Biden administration there's a the union starts to fracture. I mean yeah. you 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 were talking about the country splitting up. You look at South Dakota. South Dakota uh Christine Nome, she says we're not locking down. Sorry, shut up. Mm. Joe Biden said, "I'm going to listen to the science." He brings on Dr. Osterholm who says, "Lock the country down. Nationwide lockdown, 6 weeks." What do you think's going to happen when South Dakota says, "No." You're not doing it. Are they going to send in the feds? What are they going to do? Well, I think the bigger conundrum, the bigger uh, thing to really look at is some of the gun restrictions that uh, Biden wants to pass. Banning all online sales of accessories, ammo, and guns. Now, when he codifies some laws that make it you know, illegal or make Americans felons overnight. When the Democrats pass it and then he signs off on yes, it. Yes. That's why this, you know, this battle that's happening in the Senate is, is something that people should be looking at. It's very significant, but that's also going to be a major, major situation that, again, that's why I've, I've said, let's, let's split up. People who believe in government want government, want bureaucrats and corporations ruling their lives. You go here. You want to be responsible for yourself. You want to be free. You want to be an individual that makes his own way, that has their own destiny, their own faith, their own life in their own hands go here it sounds like a crazy idea but and then but, but what we have right now is absolutely crazier and it's going to get even crazier from here yes it's it's yeah. it's these interests in the u.s pledging fealty to china and saying we want to we want to work like you do it's so much easier just make us party leaders it's like the, the the invasion's happening and they say well i could fight you that's hard i'll tell you what Make me rich, and I'll sell out everybody yeah, else. Yeah, they're swearing fealty to the dollar, man. They don't care about any country. Most the people dollar, don't. Access. It's it's the it's government that, is the is money in this world right now. That's it's a gov- no, 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 that's it's the resources. one world government. It's you make me rich, mo- and yeah. I don't care what you do to other people. Exactly. That's what I don't care who my governor is if I can get a tax break. I mean, so many people think like that. So many people voted for Trump simply because he made it, uh, got him a tax break. Well, government is essentially a leech on the people. <laughs> that's how I see it as. And I think the more we move away from it, the more we become responsible for ourselves. It might be futile, but I, th- I, I think it's worth doing. I disagree. If we had a country that and a culture that was defending the Constitution, the government is, is absolutely vital and fantastic. If you take uh, a, a big open space, let's say Montana, everybody flees these lockdowns. The, people are buying a property like crazy in Montana, uh, Idaho, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, Florida, Texas. Just well, they're most uh, most of the property that we're seeing spike is in like middle of nowhere places, yep. Wyoming, Montana, right? These people go there. So let's say Joe Biden gets in and says, we're just going to keep doing these deals. We're going to sell you out. Your job's going away. And then you've got people saying, leave me out of it. I don't like government who unifies and unites for the common defense up against China or when U.S. interests are essentially like the NBA, like we had major corporations in the U.S. basically saying we're sorry, China, all like the past several years. The Houston Rockets. Them. Yeah, the Houston yeah, yeah. Rockets apologized. Blizzard, yeah. one of the biggest video games, Hearthstone, mm-hmm. booting some guy up because he held up a sign saying, you know, free, free Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yep. And then LeBron, I think it was LeBron. I want to be careful. I don't want to drag somebody. He said in. something about how great China was. Yeah, yeah. He, he repeatedly keeps defending them. So when that influence comes into the United States, 
where they're telling you, no, 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 China's great. China's great. Ignore all, what, what, what they're doing. One problem is it- w- w- without government, without mm-hmm. a unified culture where we, we provide resources and pool them for the common defense, there's no organizing a bunch of random people. You know what's going to happen? People are going to flee. It's what's happening now. You've got Cuomo and de Blasio eviscerating New York state and city. So what happens? The people who, who, who say this is wrong, leave. They leave. They're gone. I left. You. Yeah. I left. I went to New yep. Hampshire. I love it there. And it's absolutely completely 180 but this degrees means, different than New York. This means they've won. They're violating the Constitution in that state. It's been ruled they're violating the Constitution and they don't care. And there's no one there who's going to challenge them, who's going to sue them. They're just leaving. Hashi Tish. Hashi's there. Hashi, that's true. Yeah. Hashi, yeah. Hashi's tearing things People up. People like yeah. Hashi too. Yeah. Hashi was great. He's I, fighting back. Hey, I want to point out about China that it's really the Communist Party, the CCP, that's the problem. Not the Chinese people. And I of think course. China gets a bad rap, rep, rather, uh, reputation. That's what that means, a bad rep. Uh, and it's the CCP that's the problem. The Chinese people are pretty awesome. They're just misinformed, it seems like. Well, they're being, they're under the rule of a dictatorship. Dude, that's so crazy. We've, we've, be, um, the, the United States became too complacent and we started electing politicians based on the D and the R and that was exploited. And now I don't know if there's a way out. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the cultural revolution in China, you look at the way that that played out, you look at the history of it and you look at modern day history. Holy cow. I mean, that's a big, uh, that's a big uh, pill to swallow there and wake up. So if you have some time and you have, I mean, I mean, this is, I think, one of, one of the reasons why my, my shirt says, if you, you know, if you know history, um, if you trust government, you don't know history. Uh, and, and when you remember at, when they poisoned alcohol during prohibition and killed all those people. Exactly. <laughs> to, to enforce this asinine idea that prohibition works. It doesn't. I mean, they were it, like, we, people should, people are, are drinking our, our ethanol. So let's put methanol in it. Then people start dying. Yeah. To uh, me, oops. yeah. To me, it all comes down to either you believe that 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 there is a good government that they're going to take care of you, or you believe in yourself as an individual. And I think those individuals are exemplified. Those individuals go into leadership places, and I think there is a middle ground that we could reach that that begins with an individual. And I think that's why it's very important for individuals to look at farming, to look at alternatives, to get to know their neighbors, to stock up. Because I'm telling you, the next few months, the next few years, they're not going to be that favorable towards uh people i don't know how else to say it i don't want to you know, fear monger but it's it's already you know live nation i think I'm, i think it was live nation or ticket master saying gotta get your vaccine status on your ticket you want to go to the event organizers going to say they want the vaccine symbol on your on your on your ticket private corporations like walmart here's here's, here's my prediction walmart's going to say they're always saying now you have to wear a mask if you want to come in you have to wear a mask you can't come in you don't wear a mask the videos are, are, are popping up where people are screaming at other people who are not wearing masks Eventually, when the vaccine comes out, they're going to be like, you got to have your vaccine app. You can't come in without your vaccine app. You put on your phone, you get your QR code. If you don't have it, you can't come in, whatever. Just go get it. It's free. It's free. The, 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 the government says they're going to give it to you for free. Just get it. I, I, I think vaccines are fantastic. I think they're wonderful technology. But I have concerns about this, this culturally mandated medication of people. For sure. Dude, I just saw a commercial about uh, Roundup. That was Monsanto's flagship. Oh, and it was like, if, if you use Roundup, call you yeah, know, Johnson it's like Law. 16 years later, they're finding out that it's causing all this cancer in people. Now there's clash acts, class actions. So a rushed vaccine, I mean, 10 years, what about in 12 years? How are we going to see some sort of repercussions? I'm not, yeah. you know. An experimental 
rushed vaccine that big pharma companies are exempt from any liability from. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm sorry, but if you're putting your full fate into that, that's going to be yeah. mandated for individuals. I mean, nah. it's going to be mandated by the corporations. Like we saw the CEO of Qantas recently propose, if you want to fly, you're going to have to have the vaccine yep. stamp. Uh, I mean, again, there's there's a new study that, that came to, out well, that showed that 40% of health professionals in the United States, according to the CDC, are skeptical of this and plan not to take the vaccine. To, to be reasonable, uh, when I traveled to Venezuela, you have to have a vaccine card because there's like yellow fever and like, you know, uh, typhoid and stuff. So you go to go, you got to go to the doctor. They give you a card. They approve it. You get your, your vaccinations. I'm, 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 I'm down. I think vaccinations are, 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 are amazing. We wiped out so many diseases. The issue I have is that if within our own country, you can't go to the store unless you, you have to have some kind of medication. I mean, that's crazy. We're not talking about airborne Ebola. We're talking about 99.97% survival rate. People under 70 are mostly fine. And they want me to go get, you know, medication. Well, politicians are saying you need this. We're going to have the vaccine and everything is going to go back to normal. That's not how it's going to work. This is, again, experimental, rushed. There's two major pharma giants fighting for this. And if they get first to the market, they're going to get record amounts of profits. Yeah. You think big pharma has a good record? Look what they did with the opioid epidemic. Remember Bayer? Look, look at medical Dude. doctors telling you that cigarettes are good for you. Medical doctors t no, telling no, no, no. you about DDT. Look at Dr. Uh, Fauci. Talking about schools, you know, look at Donald Trump saying early on, the, sci we're, the science is on our side. We sh The schools should be open. And now Fauci saying, oh, actually, yeah, they were right the yeah, whole time. Fauci telling you, don't wear time. the masks. The masks, you know, don't worry. Dude, it, you're going to get more sick remember, if you wear the masks. Now what, they're telling was it, was you, it, you need to wear them. It's remember absolutely Remember when Bayer gave everybody AIDS? Yes. Bayer. yes. <laughs> People forget about that. Bayer <laughs> owns Monsanto, yeah. by the way. What, what was that story? Well, they bought Monsanto, yeah. and now they're a new kind of uh, company that's getting sued to oblivion because they're finding out that Roundup, uh, you know, was linked to cancer. And now there's major record settlements of individuals getting millions of dollars and there's thousands of them coming forward with these recorded cancer cases showing how Bayer lied and tried to cover up the fact that they knew this was happening and when they knew this was happening they continued it and this is the same company that had medicine that had what was it, AIDS in it that they no longer yeah. knew well, and they HIV, still Bayer. continued to what? sell because they saw the profits from it as as less of a liability than actually stopping of, of sending this medicine. There's an insane clip Dude. of this happening. And now you want to trust Big Pharma when they have no liability with this vaccine. And and another thing to really consider here is check, look at check the, it out. from CBS. CBS, Bayer admits it paid millions in HIV infection cases. Just not in English. It's from twenty eleven. Whoa. To yeah. read the English speaking media. You'd never know that Bayer just paid tens of millions of dollars to end a three-decade-long scandal in which the company sold HIV-contaminated blood products to hemophiliacs, thousands of whom later died of AIDS. I am not saying—okay, I am not saying the vaccine is going to do anything like this. I am not saying the vaccine is bad. I'm saying, in fact, vaccines are awesome. There was a very, very awesome. Well, 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 a conspiracy but, 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 hold on. It's mandated medication I don't like. Yeah, you don't even have to you know, make that argument. Look at how the government— failed at sending everyone a thousand two hundred dollars look at how look at how the government fails at 
the post office, the DMV. Look how the government fails at basic human functions. Look how they can't even you know, set up a lockdown that they can't follow themselves. You trust these individuals for your complicated medical Dude, process that's the first ever in its kind? I, I, that I, the listen, medical Luke, talk, I think, I think, I, no, no, DDT, no, no, I think, I think you guys are, are over, just too, too much on this one. I defer, no, 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 no stop. I'm, I'm defer, not even saying it's bad. No, stop. Yeah. I defer to Cuomo, to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. The experts. I don't trust Donald Trump <laughs> I don't trust Donald Trump to approve this. Dude, okay? DDT is yeah. another said. one. You brought up DDT yeah, a little yeah. bit ago. That was, can you explain? Well, well, before I do that, I just want to make the point. The government can't even figure out how to send you a check. They can't even figure out how to test people. You know they were sending checks to foreign citizens exactly. in other countries? That's amazing. They can't get yeah. that right. Yeah, no they joke. figured out this complicated four-layer schedule that people still didn't get. The, I know individuals that still didn't get the checks. And now you trust these individuals to do a complicated medical well, listen, procedure listen, that, listen. They're going, that they're going to have to do multiple times? Yeah, listen, listen, listen. The likelihood, in my opinion, that this vaccine comes out and then we see some like it's a, either a conspiracy or it causes widespread problems. I really don't think that's the case. I think the vaccine is going to come out. It's going to be everyone's going to be fine. Why do you think I, that? Like how 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 crazy would it be that like they wrote this vaccine and then everyone turns into a zombie or something? It's just not going to happen. People are going to be fine. It's 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 well, a vaccine. We don't know the long term effects. There was never a vaccine like this ever in medical history. So this is a first of its kind new type of vaccine that again we don't know ten years. It's a mRNA years. It's, vaccine. It's, it's, listen, right? listen. Yeah. It's it's really simple as this. If you trust your doctor, your doctor knows best for you. Me personally, I'm going to chill for a little bit, just like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Cuomo said. It was Cuomo who came out and said it. And I said, that's actually a really good idea. He said, I'm going to wait a little bit. And I was like, I trust Cuomo on this one. No, no. You know, my plan is, I, I think when the vaccine comes out, the first people that need to get it absolutely, this is a win-win case, is the politicians. Give it to all <laughs> the politicians. What? Now, Now, if they become sick... And something bad happens to it's them. Not they happen, won't. Dude. They won't be politicians, what? and they won't. Not, and, and then everything. Good. What I've if heard they're fine, is, we'll listen, know listen, that they're not. Be okay. I don't. They're not going to get sick. It's. 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 That's not just. It's not going to happen. They're going to give it to older people first. They're no, gonna no. They're going to give it to the people that took the trials first, the the double blind trials, yeah. and then they're going to give it to medical professionals next. Right. That right. Was what right. I've heard then they were saying it's going. Then once it's once the, the the essential workers, it goes to the most vulnerable. I think it's going to be fine. I think we're, we're, we're talking about uh, COVID, which has a survival rate of like 99.9%. It's 90, it's 97.5 for people above 70. We, we've, I, I think what, what people need to understand too about the rapidness of this vaccine trial, it's, it's, it's bipartisan. It's, it's, I, I don't think there's a, I, look. But there's a lot of a malarkey involved with it as well. The placebo is not actually a salient placebo like, like it's supposed to be. It's not something that, do, it's, it's another vaccine that does have side effects. Uh, so again, I'm not, you might be right. You yeah. might be absolutely listen, right. It could be but awesome, I, but, actually. But I, yeah, but, but I think it's this, this best is, listen, in this tape, in, in this case, to be skeptical. What I'm, I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think, uh, well, partly disagree. Like I said, I'm going to chill and wait. Yeah. I was, when I, when I heard the Democrats come out and say this is rushed, I was like, you know what? If we don't have unified left and right in this country saying we, we reviewed this, there's actually de Democrats providing the doubt. Then I can be like, well, they're the ones who are supposed to be cheering for it. Whatever. So I'll chill out. But here's what I'm saying. We've been developing vaccines for a long time. We've got a, 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 the coronavirus is, uh, COVID is another, uh, in the long line of coronaviruses we've dealt with. I think, I think, here's what I think. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to help a lot of people. It could be awesome. Think, it's a, it's an RNA vaccine. I just don't like the idea that they're saying 
It's a mandate. I don't like the idea that ticket, Ticketmaster said, oh. we're going to put the symbol on your tickets. Well, like or you that said, Qantas said, you can't fly unless you have it. Going to foreign countries and getting vaccinated. If you don't want to get sick, you get vaccinated. But right? you have to get vaccines to go to some countries? For some countries, for some reasons. Dude, I'm, 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 I, I, got a, I went to Venezuela, and I got like five or six shots. I was there, I'm too. I'm fine. I'm totally I fine. It's, I didn't need to take the, cool the shots. Thing, so it's but, not, what? But, but I don't know. Maybe I went later after you. So you went. Uh, at I had one to show him a time. card. I did not. I had a vaccination card. Uh, I would have printed one out. <laughs> I got. I went to the doctor, and 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 he was like, "We're gonna do. You know, here's yeah. here's how we, the, the the yellow fever one that hurt. Yeah, it, it goes sideways into your skin Jeez. very slowly because it has to go into your skin for it to work. And I'm like, oh, oh it wasn't that bad. Subcutaneous. Yeah, right something surface. like that. So, the, but but, but uh, I'm, this, this was this was this was eight years this ago. New, however, I'm this fine. new vaccine is kind of interesting because the way a regular vaccine works is they'll inject you with a little bit of the virus or whatever to get your body to produce an immune That's what response. That's what vaccine is. Well, these new ones don't. They don't actually inject the virus. They, really? they make your body think that it has the virus mm -hmm. and oh. that it has the response. So it might be right, way right, safer. Another. You there know, has never been a vaccine for coronavirus ever. SARS, MERS, whatever. There never was. So the fact that it's the first ever in its kind, I think it's, it's skepticism listen, is your best friend. I think taking care of yourself. I think a pragmatic. Take it from Cuomo, bro. Uh, <laughs> you, you wait. You, listen, listen. Cuomo said wait, no. and then once it's it goes through proper approval and you wait a little bit. Not only that, I'm going to do bro, a little bit more bro, than waiting. Hold on, hold on. You, you guys need to realize, too, you're not getting the vaccine. They're not going to give it to you. We are strapping young, virile men. They're not going to, well, young-ish. They're not going to give us the vaccine anyway. So uh, what are you worried about? It depends if we're in the Chinese-made FEMA camps. Uh, <laughs> but, but do you know about the 1976 <laughs> swine flu vaccine and that entire no. fiasco? No. Uh, people, uh, Lydia, look it up. Uh, the swine flu vaccine? The the swine flu 1960, um, sorry, 1976 vaccine yeah, fiasco on, like that happened where the government 50 lied. some odd years what, ago. What was the situation? Um, well, there was allegedly, I don't know the exact details of it, so I don't want to speak out of hand, but it was another situation where there was supposedly this, this you know, deadly virus going around. The government forced this vaccine, which caused irreversible damage on a lot of individuals, and then they covered up and lied about you, what actually you, happened. You, but do you really think... Like, I, I, I don't, I, now, whether on, this is by accident this. or whether it's a conspiracy, we don't know, but I'm saying historically when something is, is first of its kind, we don't know what Listen, we're getting into. I think it's best to, you got nothing to worry yeah. about. You know why you can, you can be skeptical. That's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. But the first, like you mentioned, it's going to go to the people who already got the trial, right? Yeah. Then it's going to go to medical professionals. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to go to the most vulnerable. So you got nothing to worry about. And the people who are most vulnerable got nothing to worry about either because, like, a lot of these people are older already and they're like, I could die from COVID or I get a vaccine, whatever, get the vaccine. And guess what? Then you'll know when the older people get the vaccine if something bad happens because you're not going to get it for a long time. They, they were saying in the news that young people are like, they're not even on the list right now of priority. Like, people who are under, uh, I think, 50, not even on a priority list at all. Yeah, because they're like we're not worried that the survival rate is ninety nine point seven or whatever. Once we take care of the vulnerable, we're probably going to be fine. You're probably and not going to need you it. You only need to vaccinate like sixty percent of the population to to have herd immunity. Well, I think it was eighty. Is it 80? I think that was the exact term. But I, I, I look, I'll tell you this: I don't trust big big corporations who are driven just yeah. like by I mean, no big. Contract. They make profit and they can't get in trouble for it. For what, yeah. What's that law that got passed that says the corporations can't be sued for vaccines? Well, there, there's a specific uh, order that right now vaccine companies, when they're making the coronavirus vaccine, there's no liability at all. They could kill 100 which, million which people means, and there's no liability. Yeah, Come on. They, they, 
No, and literally, it's and there's already law. similar laws with but other vaccines uh, you could, in the United but, States. Like, listen, because they listen. wouldn't. The argument is they wouldn't produce like, it if there was too much risk. I just, yeah. I just maybe it's normalcy bias. That's it's it's not going to. Dude, I've heard this crazy conspiracy happen, theory dude. that HIV was introduced to the population no, through a botched MMR vaccine no, in the eighties. No, Have you guys no, heard no. that? If we Come really on, wanted dude. to deal with this thing, we, we we would be talking about zinc, vitamin D, sleeping, eating a proper diet, exercising. But we're not hearing any of that. I'll tell you. You want to know what I think? Vitamin D. You want to? You want to? Vitamin D. I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I think. You want to know what I think? I do. I think. I think. COVID has a 99.9% survival rate for most non-vulnerable people, most yep. people under 70. I think they produced a vaccine that was, why was it mass produced? Because it was probably really easy. And I'll tell you what the real motive is. The vaccine is going to be fine. It's going to be safe. It's going to help the vulnerable. And these companies are going to make billions of dollars off of something that isn't as bad as they're making it out to be. When, when they were like, oh, COVID, it's going to be really bad. We had, we had a bad COVID wave. It was really, really bad earlier this year. And then it seems like we kind of got over it for the most part. Things are getting bad now. But now we're getting these weird stories like where that woman got the left nostril negative and the right nostril positive. Yeah. Or now, Elon now, Musk. Yeah, like negative, positive, positive, negative. Oh. What's happening now is they're exploiting it. The vaccine's going to be fine because it's, it's based on technology. They, 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 they're probably already like, I know it's happening. It's what, what, what's really the, the big concern I have is guaranteed no bid contracts. I am not concerned about a vaccine. I, I, I'm going to chill out. I'm not going to even get it for a long time anyway, because we're not allowed to get it. What, I, what, I, what I'm looking at is the largest transfer of wealth in the history of the planet. The vaccine is part of that guaranteed revenue from the government. That's our tax dollars and printing money, devaluing our currency, being sent to big pharmaceutical companies, the shutting down of our small businesses and money going to big corporations. I think the, 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 the arguments about vaccines and the fear over it is, is the wrong direction. I yeah. think you're right about that. No, no, I agree. The largest uh, transfer of wealth that's happening right now is the big issue, is the big it's elephant not, in the room that people need to and that's, uh, address. And, and I'll tell you what the problem is. When, we, when people, uh, when even we do, we talk about vaccines and we're like, oh, but these corporations, it's going to scare people into not taking, like not getting the medication their doctor would recommend. No, we want them to do that. I think that's the wrong direction. I think the, cre the creepy thing is our government said, we will guarantee you $2 billion if you do this. And they're all just going like, hot dog, let's do it. Our money guaranteed to them. Well, people get the vaccine free of charge. Sure. What's happening is COVID is being used as an excuse right now by a lot of people to destroy the economy. And this is just one more aspect of what's destroying our economy. You were saying yep. something about Federal Reserve bailouts earlier. What was that? Well, right now, when we're seeing uh, huge hedge funds that are connected to Ben Bernanke, Timothy Geithner and all these other top big bank officials, uh, we're, we're seeing a large swamp of, of money that's being sent directly to them uh, for these larger kind of bailout packages that have been happening months ago, specifically during the summer, in order to make sure that, you know, the stock market keeps going. There is a huge amount of liquidity just being directly pumped into these large hedge funds, these large banks that, again, always have their losses socialized their profits they're privatized and this has this is happening on an extreme level record number of levels especially right now in the united states especially with the federal reserve especially with uh, wall street banks that are just literally at the teeth of the federal government right now sucking off the wealth of the u.s dollar so, so all the devaluation is kind of getting masked by the shut the government the economy shut down so people can't tell that there's mass inflation from all this financial, this money well, printing. Well, if you look at, if you look at, you know, when you go to the grocery store 
you see prices fluctuating. You see prices change, and they have been changing throughout the years. We haven't even noticed it. If you look at the cost of you know silver a couple decades ago, what it would buy you compared to what it buys you now, there's a huge disparity. There is a huge difference, and I think it's absolutely clear that what we're having as a financial economic system is this fairy tale tale world where there's a witch behind the screen and it's literally imaginary make-believe land where we have banksters just pressing zero giving it to themselves in this private quasi system called the federal reserve just rewarding themselves for absolutely no reason at all a lot of these people who are getting money aren't doing anything they're just siphoning around zeros in their computers and that's supposedly something that we're supposed to pay for that's something that they're getting profit off of if you look at wall street if you look at the larger financial game it is rigged it is rigged by the very powerful that are making money hand over fist. Meanwhile, everyone else is struggling to survive. And that Ponzi scheme, that game is unfolding and it's playing out. And there's going to be some severe real consequences, especially with these lockdowns, especially with these resets that are going to be astronomical. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer to extreme levels where our society is totally going to be flipped upside down. And it's going to be something that we have never seen before. It's time for Super Chats. It was time for Super Chats a while ago. Yeah, we got to do Super Chats. Good conversation. Jacob Lloyd says, with how Michael Flynn was railroaded with the extrajudicial prosecution by the FBI and Judge Sullivan, I can see why he would share the tweet. If it's possible, you guys should have on Viva Frey. COVID lockdowns, hard to do. Yeah, Canadian. I hear a lot about Viva Frey. You should uh, smash that like button if you haven't already and subscribe. Let's see. Eric Crouch says he doesn't look like Putin. Bill Maher, totally. <laughs> yes, I get that yeah. a lot, too. Bill Maher, Putin, yeah. Bill Maher, and Assange. Oh, so if that'd be a great show. All of them had a love child. I'd love to get all you guys on the yeah. show. Raman, Raman Nobra says this guest is a young Bill Maher. Talks like him, too. Thanks for having the show, guys. Stay safe and take care. Heck, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I get that a lot. Is it the, it's the, the Jewish in you? Are you Jewish? Uh, no, I'm not. Is is that is that like a off color question? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you and Bill Maher have ancient ancestry in common. Eh, Could be. Out. I don't know. What's what? Where's he from? Los Angeles, right? Well, he lives no, there now. Like, like, what's his ancestry? Um, nope, no idea. That'd be a good show. You and Bill on together. We should have him on. Will J says Luke is a beautiful and amazing human being. We oh, love you. Oh. That's how I start my show usually. I just scream. Grendel Hall says, so Tim, what would have to happen before you left your bunker to use a weapon to save the Constitution? I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. I've thought I've I've had I've had conversations about stuff like this and like talked about it as, as what what's what's the best outcome? Should the we just enter the TPP and give away all our jobs and just slowly boil? Individuals take responsibility for themselves, move out away from the communist big inner city uh, crap holes, start farming, start taking care of themselves, start building these centralized communities Grass like roots. they have in New Hampshire with the Free State Project, which I want to talk about extensively, especially with my survival training and all this other stuff. But I think we need another episode just well, to even you, talk about that. You got an RV, basically. Yes. You got an RV and you decided to travel the world. Travel and I'm trying to do survival trainings all throughout the yes, United it's States. Really cool. Yes. Evan Meshenik says, Sun Tzu, quote, be extremely subtle, even to the point of formlessness, be extremely mysterious, even to the point of soundlessness. Thereby, you can be the director of the opponent's fate. Antifa's playbook. Very interesting. A lot of people mentioning Viva Frey. Viva Frey is awesome. If you haven't, definitely check out Viva Frey's YouTube channel. It's V I V A F R E I. Let's see. 
Warney Warren says, hi, Tim, look forward to the new stuff. Just wanted to highlight China tweeting fake images of the Australian military killing Afghan kids. Yup. J Mac says, funny Luke is saying this. I was just telling my wife that the schism is too great between political factions and it's possible the only peaceful path is a split. Make very, it would I'm make, telling you. Make China very happy. It wouldn't be peaceful, though. Well, it depends. We could still keep the military, but just people just go to the side that they want to be on. People are, were yelling the whole time saying Luke was talking too low. His microphone was not uh, loud enough. I kept adjusting it. Hmm. I'm sorry, everyone. I failed. It's Let's a, see. It's a conspiracy, Linda. Yeah. Trying to mute. Bryce Lane says, you're in the middle of the USA in southern Missouri. Stop saying nowhere. Nowhere is a safe state where you feel secure. Recognize your sanctuary. I love that Alex Jones just came on and blurted out that we were in Missouri. I know. You know he was laughing the whole time. Yeah, I was like, like what's going on thing. here? He was, I, he, so he was like, you're in Missouri. And he was like looking at me smiling. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yes, he's, he knew uh, what he was doing. I, I know. What, like, Rude. But he was laughing. Yeah. And he, um, and he and said like three times. I'm like. I get it, dude. You can say it. Yeah. I love it. So, was it recognize your sanctuary? Nowhere, nowhere is a safe state. Yeah, we. Yan says Kissinger's greatest shame was the of uh, uh, the. Uh, well, I, I, I'll just call it, I'll just say what he said. Rape of Bangladesh. The blood cables are America's greatest failure in modern Ooh. human rights. Yikes! I don't know much about that. I look it up. Timothy Rhodes says, "Tim, you're an un, you're you're uncensored for YouTube." I've had your song stuck in my head for about three weeks now. Even Karma Chameleon won't cure the mind word. Mind word? So wh- when's the album come out? Keep up the great work. Tim, Lydia, Ian, and crew, you guys are awesome. Yay. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to write a song. Be- so for those that haven't seen it, it's the, it's a Will of the People. You search for it. Uh, I, it's a short film. It, it's a song I wrote, and it's a story, and it talks about the cycle of revolution and why these political, like these, these Antifa commies and ever, it's just like... It never ends. You get a revolution, then you get a revolution, but you should check the song out. Let's see. Maurice says, what does this guy want from Trump? Want him to be perfect? If a president keeps 30% of their promises, that's asking a lot. Trump is just fine. I could respect that opinion. I just think everyone's feet should be held to the fire, and we should always be critical of politicians instead of celebrating them. Yep. Justin Four says, in Toronto, they arrested a restaurant owner, Mm -hmm. sent dozens of cops, and mounted police when they walked him out of the building. It's not about the rules. It's a show of force. And they're still you know? blocking that uh, barbecue place right now. There's police officers parked outside of it, literally making sure the owner can't come back in still today. John Curry says, Tim, yes, the police in New York City and throughout New York State swear an oath to uphold the United States Constitution. I'm going to call them the oath breakers. Yeah, the, these cops. Much. Yeah. yeah. Not, not all of them. Just the ones who are enforcing this. They're the oath breakers. Michael Robel says, search Trump's quote. This may be the most important speech I've ever made. Yeah, definitely. We got to watch it. It's an hour long. Not a cop says, Tim, reference police reform. The people would be better served if police chiefs were elected. Most municipalities appoint law enforcement leaders. PDs should totally be accountable, chosen by the people, not elected city uh, by city leaders. The problem with cities is that there's just it's too big. Yeah. And so a guy runs and says, vote for me. I'm a Democrat. And they go, OK, Democrat. That's why that's how you end up with AOC over and over again. She's not doing anything for her for her community. There was a famous New Hampshire anarchist satanic um trans uh woman. Yeah, in that New Hampshire, won, right? Yeah, mainly that. because she had Republican yeah. at the end of her t- she wasn't a Republican, she was an anarchist, but people still awesome. voted for her in the so primaries much respect. because she was the prim- Yeah, yeah, I met her. I was uh, on, on her show. She's uh, pretty interesting. And, and she said, "Why are you mad? You voted for me." Yes. Like, <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> like, I agree. Like, yeah. if you vote for somebody, you you chose to. What'd yeah. you get? Yeah, you can't you can't pass up that responsibility. She's also a part of the Free State Project in New Hampshire. Oh, right on. Yeah. 
Javi J says, I don't know. Always. Ag- I don't. I don't always with Tim's guest agree with, but I always appreciate the conversation. No Lydia, no peace. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Anthony Zavaro says, hey, Luke, I met you at a Ron Paul rally in ha- at Hammerstein Ballroom. I said I was a fan. You said, don't be a fan. Be an activist. Keep it up. Oh, look at Luke recruiting and radicalizing people. Well, you people need to be active. I mean, let's stop looking up to people. Let's start looking up to ourselves and being responsible for each other. So it's true. JT says the problem with people leaving the cities is they bring that same mindset they have in the city to outside areas that don't need government, then forcing big government policies on independent rural areas. I didn't. And when you're in the farmland, we could talk about this in the next show. Uh, you learn a lot of rough lessons about how crazy life is and how you need to. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you change your mentality by your actions. And that's one of the biggest actions. These, these rural areas just need to create like an ordinance where it's like or like a law local. It's like when you move here, you have to go through a two week orientation process for the housing association. And the orientation is we drop you in the middle of the woods and then give you a, a you know, GPS, figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I like that idea. That way we know where you are. You won't get lost. You won't die, but figure it out. Nope. You'll automatically become either an anarchist or a right-wing person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the chart explaining how people become liberal, conservative, leftist? Nope. It's like uh, get a traumatic injury and it's like socialist. And then it's like uh, you your job, you're get, liberal, get a speeding yeah. ticket and it's like, you know, conservative. Libertarian. Like libertarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curtis C says, Ian, check out the video on YouTube, Star Spangled Banner, as you've never heard before. Mona Rose, expand your perspective on bombs bursting in air. What were the bombs bursting in air that night? Look, look, up the, look up the video. They were cannon fire. White Thank Raven you. says, China is following Japan's World War II strategy, taking countries in order to fuel their military and war effort. Japan near succeeded, if not for the U.S. sacrificing many lives. Yep. CTR Lee says China is the reason why people in Hong Kong, Taiwan, South Korea, and Japan are rooting for Trump. Certainly is. It's the CCP, not China. Keep it in mind. Yeah. It's that weird government they got. You know, Keegan DeChesser says, in regards to the China situation, I suggest people read Rising Sun by Michael Crichton. It is eerily similar to how modern day China is treated by our country. Zach Jacobs says, all right, I love you, Ian, but saying the national anthem is indoctrinating kids is nuts, man. I don't think so. I mean, I, even the Pledge of Allegiance, you're, you're pledging your allegiance yeah, to I, I've always thought that was creepy. And we didn't, you never had to say it. They never America is about individual freedom. We don't, we, should, we don't have to pledge, pledge. But that, that is true. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm not doing it. You know, um, you don't have to do it. It's America. It's a free country, well, you know? Peer pressure, though. You kind of do it. Galan- uh, yeah, uh, Galandro Glade says, hey, Tim, you should have Chris Chappell from China Uncensored on the show sometime. He does a brilliant job covering China. Would love to. You want to write his name in, I suppose? Yeah. He's good. I like his channel. Sarah says the reason the Q people were banned by social media is because they've been advocating a global return to the gold standard for the last 30 years. I actually think it's just, well, for one thing, the media was looking for a target to go after people. But a lot of the stuff they talk about is just like, it's always over the top, never happens. It's like some people, you know, look, every, 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 every story has a morsel of truth, I suppose, when you, when it, when you, when you're dealing with these kind of stories online. But a lot of people just seem to want to live in this world where there's something bigger happening and it's like way more boring. You know, Project Veritas released those CNN tapes. What you learn when you're on these tapes, these big corporate you know, people, there's not – Jeff Zucker's not going, all right, we're going to lie about Trump. Let's lie and say – no, they're just really dumb. They're like, so Donald Trump is racist and today he said something racist. So we're going to lead with that. And it's like, oh, like that's exactly what I assumed they would say. They're just dumb people. You know, Indoctrination, just you know, echo chambers. 
Michael Tierney says, what happened to your previous guests that said they had a list of compromised Americans that took money from China? They are currently working on that story for Scanner. That was Rocco and Emily. You can check that out. Uh, just it's scnr.com. And they're continually reporting on that stuff. And yeah. Did you, did, you, did you hear that? From- no, I did not. But I'm interested. That piqued my interest. I want to definitely take a look at that. Well, that's Rocco and Emily. That okay. they, they have a list wow. of, of potential compromised individuals, like 50,000 people. Wow. It wouldn't yep. surprise me, especially with police officers being caught spying for China, yep. like we saw in New York City recently. Yep. Because so. listen, when you're, when you're making $30,000 a year as a cop, and then some guy comes along, it's not, even, it's, it's not some Chinese guy. It's a business, a corporation. We want you to consult yeah. for us. Here's what we want you to do. Don't you want the money? It's $50,000. That's what, that's the way, that's the name of the game, mm-hmm. man. ZFG Cisco says, Ian, read your history on the writing of the Star Spangled Banner before you open your mouth. Proof of our uneducated youth. Ooh, spicy. Francis Scott Keys. Um, okay, so are you saying the bombs bursting in the air is not propaganda by that? He was actually, he was talking about, um, shooting stars. He was laying in a field of, of posies and there were, you know, people singing Kumbaya and he saw shooting somebody stars. was getting shelled, right? It was like <laughs> artillery like, fire. I, I don't think. know. Yeah, something like that. It's been a long time since I read the history of the national anthem. But I will read into it. Thank you. Clay Moore says, I was told in high school in the 90s that communist communist countries don't make money in warfare, unlike capitalism. Interesting. Mark Conway says, they communist workers slash people, but a capitalistic government. They have no wage cost overhead. Capitalistic workers cost 50 cents on the dollar. Communist workers cost five cents on the dollar. Wow. All right, let's see. Rosie Riveter says, Luke had me at John Perkins. Great convo. Highly recommend Stealth War by Robert Spaulding and The Creature from Jekyll Island. Oh, Jekyll Island. Yeah, G. G. Edward Griffin. Uh, you know Jekyll uh, Island. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Amazing yeah. author. Still alive. And uh, he, he still releases a lot of good work. Yogi Fish says, hashtag Occupy the Media. Good to see Luke and Tim together again. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, man. Well, well doing a video together. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. Mr. Tumnus32 says, Tim, I think an interesting first person to have uh, to have is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He has some information regarding the latest vaccine testing and also has uh, also has and passed since his uncle was JFK. I know you don't like Super Chat suggestion, but was unsure where to send it. No, we do. We, we have to write people d- down. But he would you be know. a good guest. I could get you in contact with him. Cool. Dustin Rourke says, dude, they are fighting for the schools to open because they just passed a law that's, that that you can give kids shots over 11 years old and never have to tell, tell the parents. That's only in Washington, D.C., and that is creepy. Julian Mesta says, hey, Tim, in your opinion, at which point exactly should people actually rise up and overthrow the, the, the governor in their state? Great work. I've watched all the live shows. I I have no idea. I, I'm I, like, listen, man, that's why I often complain about myself complaining about stuff, because I don't know. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a political look. I'm not going to be a political leader. I'm a dude complaining about things on the internet. I don't know what else to say. I can tell you this though: the legal system is working, right? The the Supreme Court just sided with the religious community in New York City. They can't just do these things. Marshals will come in. They, like there are several states. I think Pennsylvania and Ohio, or not, not Ohio, Pennsylvania. Oh, maybe Ohio and Michigan had Supreme Court rulings against them, and now they can't restart the lockdown process. So they're just complaining about it. There's only so much they can do. The problem is when people get elected like Joe Biden, they get the power, they can start passing laws, and it's going to be bad for everybody. So that's why Georgia is so important. We'll see how things are. We'll see what's happening. You know, we'll see how things play out. Uh, let's see. Kuhn Tfree, I'm not going to read the full name, says they aren't going to make you take it. They're going to make you want to get it. Well, most people, yeah. And I think, you know, people are uh, 
A lot of people are gonna be like, I don't care, I'm fine. I don't I don't get flu shots. Whatever. He's not Me wrong. Neither. He's not wrong with what Yeah, right, right. Let's see. Sparky the Pyro says, come on, guys, if you're going to go full conspiracy, go with the vaccine has nanobots that will rewire your brain and supporting authoritarian communism and will make you see Trump as a literal Cheeto. I love it. That's I a think, better conspiracy theory. I think Microsoft's theory. working on that one. Yeah, right. Luke Howard says, go buy a damn MAGA hat with this, please. But seriously, as a strong Trump supporter, I don't jive with the left or the right. Same, uh, same end with different means. Ignorance disgusts me. I believe in free will. God himself wills it. Well, you know, I will, I will point out, look. A lot of the things, you know, I'm saying about Trump are to get at Luke and get his ideas on if you're going to talk about if we're we're sitting here having a conversation about how bad Biden and Obama were, then what are we going to say about Donald Trump? Would yeah. he would he would he be the better president in my lifetime? Donald Trump is for one reason, the best president. What do you think you know about why? Reagan? Oh, why? I wasn't. I, I think I was I was alive. I was two years old. Uh, war. Donald Trump, no new wars. Did Reagan take us to war? I don't remember. I didn't. I don't think he did. Uh, he I'm did pretty either. sure he ended. He ended oh yeah, the, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, he ended the Cold War. Trump when was the Iran Contra. No, that was Reagan. That, yeah, that Reagan had Ali Jimmy North. Carter. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, right wing debt squads and uh, bringing in crack cocaine into the United States. Cocaine into the United States, making it crack cocaine. That's not a good thing. So, what was it? Reagan, uh, Iran Contra. Frosted. I that was Carter. The Iran Contra scandal. It was it was Reagan. They they have that the video game. Uh, what's the video game with it? Oh, yeah, Reagan and like one. Oliver yeah. North is in it or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see. Frosted Frosted Flame says best guest ever. Luke and Tim oh, in the nice. same podcast. I'm freaking out. Yes. Been watching <laughs> both of you since back in 2011, 2012. Much love, you guys. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've known Luke for a decade, and we we talk and hang out periodically. You know, Luke's going to New Hampshire and hanging out with the. Uh, the anarchists. We've been to the, some crazy, crazy places. We've been in Korea, Fukushima, man, Singapore, Fukushima. Hopefully, we don't get cancer from <laughs> right, that. Seriously. Uh, cross your fingers, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sad story. The uh, the woman who led led us in Fukushima actually died of cancer. Yeah, our fixer. Yep. But she, she was, was going cool. there back and forth a bunch of times, and she even said herself. I remember this one surreal moment. We were all pulling on our little safety shoot uh, suits, these white little robes. And you asked her, why aren't you putting on yours? She's like, oh, I don't plan on having kids. And I was like, holy I, yeah. cow, what are we doing here? Like, this was... But she was this, going in and out of the red zone in Fukushima. Yeah. And, like, the radiation was, like, 200 times background. It was yeah. crazy. And the Japanese government lied a lot oh, about yeah. that entire yep. event, as we found the out. The crazy thing was that when the earthquake hit that this caused the tsunami, we went to this guy's house where time was frozen. The clocks all stopped at the same time. Yeah. And the calendars were marked off the same day. And it was like you could see the exact time when the disaster hit. Wow. It was sad, man. This, this guy, we went to his house and he was talking about how it was his like traditional ancient family home. And it was just, just destroyed yeah. now. Yeah, it was surreal. Crazy. But they've been rebuilding. Things have been improving, you know. That's not the, you know, we've been to a bunch of crazy places. But, yeah. Um, next show, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Kalish, Kalishnikov says, Tim. Would be interested to see some analysis of the Dominion Voting Systems Corporation subsidiary and ownership research that has emerged recently. 20 shell companies later, and you end up in Ukraine and China. It's really crazy stuff for sure. You see that WikiLeaks thing that was going around the cable from Cablegate? No. In 2010, uh, WikiLeaks published something called Cablegate. It was diplomatic communications. One of the documents talks about Dominion and it, uh, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, it's not Dominion, Smartmatic. Talks about Smartmatic and how it was originated in Venezuela and how it was implicated in all these things. And then, you know, talks about Sequoia and stuff. So there's interesting stuff there. Not enough that I could, uh, that I know about right now to, uh, you know, get into detail. But it is inter- interesting nonetheless. Chase Blankenship says, 
The bombs bursting in air were part of the War of 1812, when Britain was trying to take us back over. It was self-defense. America was strong. Hence, land of the brave, home of the free. We killed all those people in self-defense. All the Native Americans, all the British. We killed them all in self-defense, you guys. Well, the Native Americans, that's... that's all the Iraqis, all the Afghanistanis. No, it was all self-defense. The British, the British Empire joking, burning down dude. the White House. Yeah, but, you're, but you're, in your joke, you're comparing, like, actual U.S. incursions. We, re we revolted against our government. Yeah. How, how could you say that we were the defenders? What do you, we were, I mean, yeah, it was a tyrannical mean? government, but you, we revolted so mean, against them. We you, started the war. You mean when they were killing people because they tried taking their guns, we started that? The we, Boston Massacre, we started the Boston Massacre when the regulars shot and killed all those guys? No, dude, we didn't. And it was, it was finally, and listen, what the, what the colonists did to Native Americans is, is in my opinion, not defensible. Look, dude, sometimes you got to kill people. That's the lesson that we learned. That's no. The, that's the lesson well, of human, man. Unfortunately, I think the answer is yes. I, I oppose the death penalty for one reason. When you've subdued and contained someone, killing them is unnecessary. But in defense and conflict, these things happen. You can't, they're unavoidable. And an offense in combat. Why? You can't compare the U.S., the, like the, the 13 colonies saying, stop coming here, occupying our homes, sh killing people and getting away with it, and taking from us. We had enough. And then saying, we started it. No, no, dude. If someone's coming to you and bashing you over the head repeatedly and then you fight back, you can't say you started it. It's different than when we, when the media lies and claims there's weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and then we send our soldiers over there for 20 years. That's not okay. The, 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 I don't think it is either. I don't think standing I don't up to a tyrannical government when you're, when you're at your house, I'll put it this way. If you go to your neighbor's house and kick the door in, you're the bad guy. If the neighbor comes to your house, and it's repeatedly just like graffitiing your property and taking your stuff. And you finally say, stop it or else. You didn't start it. You were defending yourself from them attacking you. Get it? All right, yeah. let's see. Tilt Rod says, in reference to police reform, I believe we should look at the passing at the passing of the future. Please research Sir Robert Peel and his Peelian principles. Okay. Shadow Fenrir says, hail Tim and your guest. Your men uh, you mentioned CNN docs people. I wouldn't be surprised if they try with James O'Keefe in his recent story. Oh, yeah. They called the cops on him. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they, yep. <laughs> they but, released Mel uh, Melania's tapes, uh, phone records, but now they're calling the cops on. Uh, well, it'll be interesting <laughs> because um, the CNN calls were in multiple locations. Yeah. So I don't, if, 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 if he recorded somebody in a two-party consent state, it could be cause problems. Depends who the attorney general is in that state. Yep. yep. Special Operations Equipment says, this show would be better without Ian always interrupting and sidetracking. Well, I, uh -huh. I, I disagree. Uh -huh. I like Ian. I disagree. You've, you've, had, you've had good ones. I think you're the most The, the problem is I'm in, I'm in censor mode right now. I think, I, I think any kind of, uh, I think that conversation is important for the show. We're not going to sit here and just me and Luke high five each other all day. You know, like we need, we need conversation. It's the point of it. It's a unique point of view, and we need more of those as much as possible. Indeed. Brandon Tom says, holy hell, two separate wars, revolutionary and 1812. Wow. Dave says, Tim, check out the documentary Hacking Democracy. You can find it on YouTube right now. It's one hour and 20 minutes long. It was made years ago. Interesting. AF says, Ian should watch John Adams 2008. You ever see The Patriot? With yeah. Mel Gibson, that was a good I, movie. I, I, that movie's so good. Wow. I bring it up all the time. I gotta, I've watched I, I'm, it recently. I'm, I'm fatigued, man. I apologize to people that are listening. I've been pissy tonight. I've been pissy like for the last week, but I'm so 
effing exhausted with this BS of Trump, of this this insane people obsessed with the political system like it's God and and not being responsible for themselves. Freaking yeah. exhausting. And so I'm, I'm holding it together and I really care about obviously you guys. You can, some of best I'll friends. give you some ashwagandha afterwards and oh, we'll meditate. Yeah. We, we'll be we, fine. we built a rain barrel system. Yeah. Nice. So we're we're yeah. we're we're almost completely off the grid. We're working on it. Give me a knife. I'll be in the middle of the woods. I'll be fine. Yeah. So I think I think people need to uh, get back to nature. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's understand. A huge key. This is what I always tell people. Like, if you're in the middle, if, if you're in the middle of the woods and you're bug naked, but you're holding a pointy stick, you're better than nothing. You're like one point towards like good. If you're in the middle of the woods, bug naked, and you have nothing. That's that's base. That's that's zero. Now, if you're in the middle of the woods, bug naked, and you're bleeding, now you're negative. So anything in your life where you're complaining, it's like, just think about you could be in the middle of the woods, bug naked. That's like the natural state of humans in like the savannah or like whatever. And you need a community to survive and you have limited technology. You should really watch that. You ever, you ever watch uh, Ancient Technologies guy? No. He like builds mud huts oh, in I the woods and stuff. And like he creates like water it's capture systems. Yeah, so cool. But so, Prim- uh, prim- Primitive technology. Primitive technology. Yeah, that guy's lost. I think it's hilarious how people are just like, you know, you have so many people who complain about everything and it's like, bro. You got air conditioning. Yeah. You got a refrigerator. You got clean running water. And you can walk onto any street corner and say the word cheeseburger. And you say it enough. Eventually, someone will be like, I got you a cheeseburger, bro. And they'll give you one. Isn't that crazy? We're absolutely spoiled in yep. the first world. Our major concern is not having enough Wi-Fi. It's absolutely insane. And when you travel the world, if you go to places like the Philippines and India, you're going to get a rude awakening to how the world really is. And no one, yeah, no one really knows. Brazil, no go to the favelas, man. Yeah, I was there too. It's it's yeah, totally different than what we have now. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke will be back Friday. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, what's your you want you want to shout uh, out? My main YouTube channel is We Are Change. I am not in the partner program. I am fully demonetized. Could be because of uh, the Eric Schmidt confrontation, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, I started doing survival courses to offset. Pretty cool. To make sure I could survive as an individual. I did a couple on New Hampshire. If I know anyone with a gun range in the D.C. area, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, or if I know any crazy veterans, uh, contact me. I would love to work with some of you guys. I worked with an amazing Special Forces Green Beret in New Hampshire that trained me half of the year. Uh, and all of these crazy things that I want to share about you know, self-reliance, responsibility, being out there with just the knife. You could do it. Uh, anything's possible check me out on twitter.com forward slash Luke we are change at Luke we are change right on and Luke will be back for the sequel Friday you can follow me on Twitter Instagram parlor at Timcast check out my other YouTube channels youtube.com slash Timcast and youtube.com slash Timcast news we do the show live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Also, make sure you check us out on iTunes and Spotify and those other podcast platforms. Subscribe, leave some good comments. It really helps the channel grow. When you go to like iTunes and you're like five stars, these people are the best, then, you know, that helps us because more ratings means, you know, higher approval or whatever. More people can see it. All that stuff really helps. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that like button, come back and don't forget to follow Ian. Yeah, do follow me at Ian Crossland and find find yourself. No, no, what you should do if if all the people that have any issue with what he was saying, you can tweet at him. So follow him and then yes, tweet at him. Tweet at me. That's what I want. Bring it up. That's what I want. And you can follow Sour Patch Lids. You can. I'm over here in the corner pushing buttons. L-Y-D-S. We will be back tomorrow. I think 
um, we don't really we don't really announce the guests in case people cancel or whatever. We but it's going to be like a funny. It might it's gonna, be spicy. It's going to be spicy, I guess. I don't know if it will be, but we're going to have a, we're, we have a good I guest coming. Nice. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Um, before you go, go into the YouTube search bar and search for Will of the People Timcast. Check out the song. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. It's a short film, so you really got to watch and pay attention. There's Easter eggs in it and everything. And uh, you'll really like it. I, I believe you will. So thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all tomorrow at 8 p.m. Bye, guys.